Today, we are going to be telling you the origins of Nintendo Direct. Such an interesting story. This has become this big, like very much of a staple in all of our lives. But how did Nintendo Direct come to be? You, you, Me. I'm pointing a finger at you, were actually there at the very beginning, at the conception of Nintendo Direct, working directly, directly with Mr. Wada himself, and sort of like started, you know, the what we know as Nintendo Direct today. And it was very different back then. And what it evolved to today is, of course, something that we all have come to love and, and um, get excited about. But yeah, we have this untold story about the origins of Nintendo Direct in just a few minutes for all of you. Yeah, this is one of the big stories that we've just been sitting on. And since mm -hmm. we just had a Nintendo Direct last week. It's fresh in the mind. Where we had weeks and weeks of uh, anticipation leading up to it. It felt like this was a good time. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, you know, we we had a lot of these sort of like Forrest Gump moments where we were just around a lot of big things happening yeah. at Nintendo in the time that we were there. And this was one, you know, I started working on the second Nintendo Direct, which was mm -hmm. when it really started to become a thing. Yeah. And uh, yes, it was very different than, than how it is now. And um, you might be surprised at some of the things that happened that got us to this point. But right. yeah, we're going we're gonna to be telling that story soon. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a really good one. Um, that said, we, as you were saying, we have been on the night watch of Nintendo Direct for... Many, many weeks. It finally ended last week. We finally did get the fabled, the legend itself, the February Nintendo Direct. It turned out to be a partner showcase, but it happened. So now we can all breathe, I think, a, a sigh of relief and just move on with our lives a little bit. Um, but yes, it, it did happen. Thank it goodness. did happen. Uh, did, it, did it change your life? Did it make your life better? I don't know. Yeah. Um, we did some predictions, which ended up being pretty accurate, and we do have a, a reaction to that if you are a little slow to get around to some of the news, yeah. uh, which might be worth your while. But yes, now we can take uh, a little break and yeah. ponder what might happen next, because now, now we're, we're kind of into the great unknown, Yes, where... The rumor mills are buzzing again about ah, well, for Switch Two. If the Switch Two isn't coming out until next year, then how are they buying a year's time? Uh, yeah. Um, so I, I'm, I'm very interested to see if we get something between now or you know June. June is the, always the June next is the typical one. time, but again, yeah. E3 is no more, so they might have a good reason to change right. things up. So so I don't know. Yes, it is the great unknown now, and it's hard to predict what Nintendo's move is going to be next. And of course, nothing is official. No. There's been no announcement, no confirmation of no. anything from Nintendo. These are all just rumors and potential leaks. Um, they are being reported on by some reputable people. I'm telling you, though, GDC is just a few weeks away. Yeah. That could be... The dam bursting as far as leaks, and some people were making a good yeah. point. I was as I was listening to some podcasts myself. This last round of leaks happened just after Dice, which is a big industry insidery mm. event. One so that we one that we've never been to, by yeah. the way. Before I was like, should we go to that? And I was like, eh, maybe we not. No, yeah, maybe. But not. that is like very that. interesting that there is a correlation between mm. these big industry mm. events where people come together to hobnob. Yes. And some loose lips may be happening. Loose lips sink ships, yes. as they say. Because, yeah, if you're getting together with your little buddies, and we've we've been to many of these events, and it's fun to catch up with all our industry friends. But you get a couple of drinks in you. You get a couple of 
margaritas in ya. A couple smart cocktails, and who knows what you're going to say. That's what I'm you saying. You especially. Me, I can't but trust. That's why I, no one tells me any secrets. I have to imagine Nintendo's going to be there conducting business. No, oh. talking to some partners well, about I mean, things. So. The devs, the Tears of the Kingdom devs are it, going to be there. It is so. for developers. It's the Game Developers Conference, in <laughs> That's fact. That's right. Yeah, so, in fact. Yes, you might want to circle that on your calendar. That's in like late, late March. Yeah. Which yeah. is, a, this, this is a year where they really should... Ensure that this never happens again. The overlap with GDC and, and PAX, PAX East, East, which we're not going to, by the way. If anybody's curious, mm -hmm. we, we, we won't be. We at will PAX be at GDC, East. but not PAX East. Right. GDC is in our backyard. You got to pick and so. choose. Yeah. But there was one year that we basically like we're working at GDC, mm -hmm. packed a bag, and like caught a flight to PAX like one of those nights, yeah. and that wasn't the best. No. no. That is, and it's, Don't like, recommend it's it. like the the danger zone of like winter illness. So your body mm -hmm. is just like like fighting you with every fiber. Like, yeah. I don't want to do this. No. I'm going to get sick. What are you doing to me? And it, it doesn't feel good. Um, last thing I'll say about Nintendo Direct, just, just because we're going to be leading into this great Nintendo story time about it, is that it's been so interesting for us, I think, because we have lived through so many, like, types of, you know, things that we do for a Direct from working at Nintendo and planning and doing the insights of, to a you know, for a direct, for a, an upcoming direct, and like being on the other side of looking at what fans are speculating about, and like, you know, talking on the inside about like how do we maintain this element of surprise, which is always a big priority for Nintendo. And now that we're on the other side, it's just cool to, to flip it and do the other stuff, which is we are now the people that are speculating and getting excited for stuff, and we get to be surprised. Or not, if there are leaks, um, and we get to be like we get we get, we did both parts of it is my point, and I think it's actually kind of cool. Like, how many people can say that they've done both sides of of this thing? That's like such a you know such a big deal now in the industry. Well, the the, the question of leaks is really interesting now because I think we talked about this in our Patreon exclusive bonus Q and A last week, but it's kind of a race against the clock now yeah. for Nintendo to deal with Puro, who's this really accurate Yikes. leaker. <laughs> And yes, you you never want to leak, but there's a difference between Puro leaking something about a partner showcase and Puro leaking the Switch too. Yeah. Big difference. And yeah. we don't know what Puro's access is. It seems to be, again, very accurate when it happens. So yeah. I have to imagine there's, you know, there's a, a, there's a search under there's a search yeah. underway, an investigation or whatever you want to call it. But will they resolve it in time? Oh Somebody make it this into a Netflix miniseries. This would be very fascinating to I watch. I would love to watch yes. this. Yes, if someone can like document sort of the investigation, and we've been on in on the inside when these investigations happen, and they are starring Kurt Russell as Puro. Oh, Kurt, why Kurt Russell? <laughs> starring Bruce Willis as Doug say, Bowser. Bruce Willis is <laughs> Doug Bowser. I'm gonna get you. In the world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get you, Puro. <laughs> I can just see him sitting in the yeah. like, yeah, chair with a, like, a hairless cat. <laughs> um, yes, please make that make that documentary. HBO, pick that up, please. Thank you. Um, but yeah, it is really interesting, and uh, yeah, I, I think the birds' days are numbered. Yes. But um, yeah. In other news, very fun 
coming um, exclusively for our Patreon subscribers this week is our Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth spoiler cast, oh, which boy. we are recording tomorrow, tomorrow and will be out before the end of the month. Oh my gosh. This is our first <laughs> official spoiler cast. Yes. This is for... This is a new monthly thing. A new monthly thing exclusive to our Patreon community. So if you are not part of it, please join us to get this amazing piece of content. Um, I have been... We'll talk more about this in the games or playing <laughs> section, but some things have happened to me, okay? Yeah. In terms of me playing this game, if I look a little sleepy today. Well, let's give a little, uh, I mean, just a little <laughs> tease for the games we're playing. We're recording the spoiler cast tomorrow. As of now, you've not finished the game. I have. You have. So I had I had a little setback. Well, we'll talk about it later, but I, I'm, I'm just I'm just, say, I I'm had just a setting the table. Setback. I'm just setting the table here. I know. <laughs> I, I texted you I'm last night. I'm throwing you the alley-oop for you to dunk it. I, I texted you last night in quite a panic, and you were like, uh, girl, I can't help you. Well? <laughs> well, you can cheat by buying this DLC. That's what I, that was my advice to you. Advice like they they do good. sell leveling packs and of DLC. And you know how I am. I'm just like, no, I'm crazy for this. <laughs> Anyways, we'll talk about it in a little bit. Yes. But um, yeah, some things have happened, guys. Yes. Also this week, there is a Pokemon Direct, because it is Pokemon Don't call it, no, it's not a Nintendo Direct, it's Pokemon it's Presents. A Pokemon get Presents, it, get it straight. whatever. It's all the same. Yes, guys. that's happening tomorrow for us, as yes. we record this now. We'll be doing a little reaction to that. Yeah. We're not going to do a prediction. Well, let's do predictions in our behind the scenes today. Okay. For our Patreon folks. Okay, I don't, know, I don't know how many predictions I have, but. No, that'll be, that'll be fun. We can, count, okay, I can I probably. Some, I got some predictions. Cook up one or two, sure. I got a few things I'd like oh, to say. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, more ways to be wrong. Always good. Oh, yeah. Spread, spread it out. Spread out the wrong. No, I'm always right. <laughs> mm, I'm sure. Wrong. Sure. Um, but yes, we'll be doing a reaction to that. See what's going on. That's, that's and, and again, I think this is probably the last little guidepost we yeah. have before we go into the vast darkness of space. And then we won't know, like, what is happening. So yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to see what is in this thing to maybe try to inform some of the other things. You know? I don't know if it's great to have this thing where you are obligated to make announcements now on a specific day. I know, you kind of locked uh, yourself in, huh? Yeah. Right. I mean, they've been able to do well with it over the last couple years, mm -hmm. but maybe maybe one year, it's this is not the be best day light. to do it. Or yeah. maybe you need a little more time. Or yeah. Or else you, you also like end up like planning all of your stuff around that. Like you're, you're kind of forced to plan all yeah. your releases and your announcements around that. And even though there might be a better time to share an announcement or, or release something, you like can't. Yeah. Because you're basically locked into this specific day. But yeah. whatever. I think people have come to expect it. It has become like a pretty like annual thing. I need these point. Pokemon Masters updates. I need it. And I need the hot, what's his face to tell me about it. Oh, the hot COO. Yeah, that's what we're really tuning we're really in for. We're really here yes. for his hair and Good. his style. Okay, okay. For his his yeah. looks. Yeah. All right, I can get behind that. Yeah. That's okay. Good. Cool. Cool. All right. Cool, cool. Cool. Let's not waste any more time. Let's get into our Nintendo Direct story time. But first, this episode is sponsored by Notion. Thank you. Notion combines your notes, docs, and projects into one space that's simple and beautifully designed. That is the part that I really like because we do have a lot of notes for the podcast. We also just, there's two of us, you know, trying to keep everything running and we have a lot of documents and communication between the two of us just to keep everything organized and Notion does such a great job of keeping it 
not only organized, but it just looks nice. It's very aesthetic. Yeah. And so it's easy for you to like, get to the information and get to what you need, which is great. You would be shocked at how many documents we generate as just oh a two person organization. And yes, Notion does make it so easy because it's an all-in-one solution. It's not like, well, is it in this thing or is it that thing? Is it in that app? Is that? It's all just one thing, mm -hmm. and it makes it very simple. Yeah. I thought up another great potential use for this, which is um, like a group vacation, where oh. you're kind of planning that with maybe like a group a of friends or, or your family or something. Yeah. And that can get stressful too. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, like, well, I've got, I've got this, you know, this spreadsheet and this file, and and, and people yeah. get like. Like, I don't I don't know where where is it now I'm mad at you and I've got a bad That's I'm feeling bad before idea. we even go on this trip I thought that could be a great use for something like notion great idea I have a vacation coming up this summer with 15 people no and oh, that no. is such I'm gonna do this I'm gonna use it right now 15 yeah it's a huge group oh my gosh it's gonna be a, an epic trip but okay I do need We've been sending emails back and forth, and it's getting a little See? confusing. And I think Notion this is, it's time is to make the switch. One hundred percent, the solution. I can't wait to. That's a great idea. I can't yes. wait to use that. Uh, so it's going to be used by Krista in her fifteen-person trip, but it's also used by over half of Fortune five hundred companies. Oh yeah, people who need to make the stuff work and to get the job done, and yes. not just you fooling around. You gotta make money. You gotta stay organized. Right. Exactly. That's what it is. Uh, and the fully integrated Notion AI Assistant helps you work faster, write better, and think bigger doing tasks that normally take you hours in just seconds. So try Notion for free when you go to notion.com slash kittenkrista. That's all lowercase letters, notion.com slash kittenkrista to try out the powerful, easy to use Notion AI Assistant today. And when you use our link, you are supporting our show, notion.com slash kittenkrista. And we'll put the link right over here and also in the description below. Thank you so much, Notion. All right. Big story time. Yes, Nintendo Direct. So let's go all the way back to 2011, over 10 oh, years ago. That's a long time ago. Can you believe ago. it? No. This is when the first Nintendo Direct happened, October 2011. I want to ask you, what was your what was your recollection of the very first Nintendo Direct? Reggie's shiny chin. <laughs> That was my recollection. Right. I remember it being this, I, I, I didn't work directly on it. I was supporting somebody on this. Mm. Um, and that person, it was not you actually. Um, it was somebody else on our team. And it just felt so experimental. Right. And it felt so, not to be mean about it, but like it felt like kind of janky, honestly. Yeah. Like it did, it did yeah. not feel high production. It did not feel organized. It did not feel anything like it does now. It was just this like very like almost like startup-y kind of yeah. feeling. It was Reggie on a white brat background yes. just reading a teleprompter. That's right. And this was the uh, infamous... If you don't have a 3DS, what's wrong with what's you? What's wrong with you? Presentation, Meme. which yes. became memeable. Well, that's one of those lines where I'm like, how did they get that in there? You're kind of like saying, it's like, insulting. like talking bad. I do, I do remember um, there was a discussion about that. Line, oh, really? And Reggie was in the room when that discussion was happening, and it was it was with um, you know, Golem was the agency. They did a lot of script writing yes. in the very beginning when we were experimenting right. with Nintendo Direct, and that line was in there. It was. You know, written by this the person that writes all of Reggie's right. like presentations mm -hmm. and knows Reggie really well, knows Reggie's voice really well. You have had to learn Reggie's voice when you worked on this project, but yeah, I remember there was a discussion about that line and that exact same 
conversation about like, is this too mean? Like, is this? I was surprised when I saw. Is it. this insulting? Yeah. And ultimately, the decision was like, no, we need to be like a little shock and awe kind of thing. Like, and Reggie's and, and Reggie's no stranger to the shock and awe. Yeah. you know what I mean. Like, he had the famous, of course, you know, the taking names right. line right. that's a little bit like hardcore. Yeah. Hardcore and in, in, from Nintendo standards, and so it didn't feel like out of character for him to be sort of say something like that. Right. Not in a like a super mean way, but just kind of in like a tough love kind of way. So that was how they like like convinced themselves into it, I think. But I remember there was a discussion yeah. about that line. So that's interesting that that you were you were part of the very small group that was involved in that one. Yeah. Because my memory is that. It released to very little fanfare. Right. And a lot of people, myself included, I did not even know about the first Nintendo Direct until well after it had happened. It right. was just like, what? this is just some random thing that we put on our YouTube channel, which was new. Yeah. I was like, well, okay, it's, mm -hmm. it's like him talking about some things, most of which we... Yeah. Like, there wasn't really a lot of news in it. It was no. just like a lot of like retelling... It was Things very we PR, already very knew. PR right. kind of. And he did yeah. mention like, oh, you know, this, we'll be sharing information here. But it, it was unclear, like, what exactly is the purpose mm -hmm. of this? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I do remember there was, it was one of those infamous like global PR, like after E3 meetings where the idea was floated by Mr. Iwata, like of doing something called a Nintendo, I mean, this was his brainchild. Yeah. 100% like his, Mr. Iwata's idea. And of course, Reggie and Mr. Bot had a, a very close relationship. Um, but I remember in that meeting, it was like almost like a um, afterthought. You know, it was. It like, was a. It was a very. I, like I don't even remember that very well. It was not like I'm going to spend thirty minutes. Right. Telling that's you. what I'm saying. It was kind of like, like a. Oh, it was like BTW. a. It was like a one-off thing. So, right. Yeah. So again, exactly. like most of us. I mean, outside of this extremely small group of people that worked on it, like, had no background really on mm -hmm. this, didn't know if there would be more, yeah. didn't really think anything of it. It was yeah. like, all right, well, this is going to come and go, or, or we're, or we're we'll just, just experimenting. We're just trying something yeah. out for the YouTube channel or whatever. The enduring legacy of that for us internally was, as you said, Reggie's shiny chin, <laughs> which became Reggie. something of uh, an internal meme where if you mention Nintendo... Yeah, but his, Don't let his, that happen again. His, his chin was so shiny. It his... became like a point of, um, of shame right. on the team that was producing it, which was actually our team at the time. Again, it was very like grassroots-ish. Yeah. And our team was doing like sort of the the scripting and the and like the direct the directing of it. Right. And then we obviously had like the production, like the content lab. It wasn't even content lab back right. then. Right, it was before it was that AV even existed. Team. Right. It's called the AV team right. back then. They you know, are used to doing, like, game trailers, but had yeah. to shoot... They, they did shoot some lifestyle sometimes, but it's kind of new to them, too. So we didn't... No, none of us understood, like, how to produce something like this. And it became... It, again, it became, like, this thing of, like, you guys really, like, that was not very professional. He had a shiny chin. Like, you really messed never, up. Never heard about it from him, though. No, he didn't care. I don't think he cared. So it was a lot of, like, yeah. projection of, yeah, of his of feelings. Yeah, of the bad job that you did. Of his, of his feelings, which he never expressed. I don't right. think he even had. He didn't have those feelings Onto these people. All. But then, you know what I had to do? I had to buy so much anti-shiny You took chin. him to Sephora? No, I took myself to <laughs> Sephora. Because I was somehow in charge of, like, getting, like, the little, like, um, the, the clear... The powders the, 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 or whatever? No, it was that, like, oil-absorbing sheet. Oh. Remember those? And then powders, and I was I was the makeup. Artist I don't want to get too on. deep into this, but it's I, crazy. I, I'm unclear. It's unclear to me why it was shiny at all. 
He had nice skin. It's not like Reggie does not have oily skin. No, you. I think it was just. I think it was just a lighting. lighting. It was. It was lighting. Bad lighting. Reflecting off. But also, like he had nice skin. If you have like dry, ugly skin, then you won't have. You won't have that glow. Like you know what I mean. Like he was a healthy person with like good skin. So that's why I look like that. So well, now we're spiraling again into the the shiny chin gate, which seriously like became became like the number one talking point for several weeks, and it became and would and would continue to be anytime he got on a camera and it became a thing where it's like if you guys let that happen again you're like fired if you let his chin be if you let anyone's chin that you're producing something with be shiny you're fired (laughs) we've kind of talked about this before like where there are certain things at in a company that people will just harp on internally Mm -hmm. and this was one of them where like people would just tell and retell and retell the same story or make the same point it's like i have heard this 50 times yeah I don't need to sit through this conversation again. I no, po- but the point has been taken. It is understood and absorbed. <laughs> yes, we, we all get more, it. Yeah, we have more stories. About but that—that that was a that. thing that strangely would happen a lot. Of yeah. like a certain point would just get drilled into the ground to a point where like it really did start to make you feel kind of bad. Um, but it became like the legendary one of the legendary like cautionary tales. Of- I never felt bad. I was just like, stop wasting our time. We get it. Oh, I felt bad because I was there. <laughs> <laughs> and I did not. I did not blot his chin. So now, then I felt bad. Then yes. I felt like I was irresponsible. Right. Um, but yeah, it, the point of it is, we need to get off this topic of the shiny chin. Please. But the point of it is, is that it was very low production. It was very yes. much an afterthought, yes. and it was a thing that Mr. Wada was like, right. "Hey, guess what? We're going to try this thing called Nintendo Direct." And we're like, "Okay, whatever. Sounds good yeah. to us." And no one really thought two bits about it. Yeah. So that was October 2011. Yes. And again, like we didn't really hear anything else about this, you know, in the aftermath. So it was like, all right, this strange thing that we weren't really thinking of, maybe it ran its course or, or whatever. Yeah. It, w- it was very much in the whatever category. It was. Uh, until January 2012. Yes. Uh, I got a phone call from my boss and my boss's boss together. And they were at the time in Europe attending this big, um, we call it the global PR meeting, which was like a big planning meeting for the year that Mr. Awada attended himself. He took these very seriously. He did, yeah. And he was there and he was often driving the meeting. And they would talk about, um, you know, all sorts of things, big initiatives. They might start to talk about plans for E3 or upcoming games or just bigger initiatives that they need to have a global eye on. And it was a point, they, there was like a certain level of people who got to go to that. And at that point, I was not at that level. So I never went to those at that point. I could only hear about them. Um, sometimes I would like make slides for it. That, you you know, went to that, it later get, on though. I went to it later, yes, yeah. but, but not at that point. Yeah, not in 2012. <clears throat> right, so I got a phone call from them and they were whipped up into a tizzy Uh-oh. because they said, oh, Mr. Wada." gave us this big presentation on Nintendo Direct. This is gonna be a major new initiative. Um, you know, we're, we wanna learn from the last one and really take it in a new direction and make it something bigger. Uh, and we have our next installment is planned for February. And it's coming up soon, but we really have a mandate to improve the quality, make it something that's going to stand out with the fans and really cement this as something that you know we can return to and they're gonna to want to look forward to. And 
they were appointing global leads to ensure that there was um, global coordination. And again, really watch over this quality point. And guess what? I was the person chosen for NOA. <laughs> and you're the victim. You didn't even volunteer as tribute. You were just the this victim. Was, this was, uh, honestly, this was a terrible way to share this information because like that was, the da that was the download. It was like, okay, now we have to go back to the meeting. You go ahead and get on this. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Click. Yeah. And they were not even in your time zone. No. So yeah. I have obviously had like, I had 20 follow-up questions that I couldn't ask anybody. Right. All they had said was to speak with this person whose name is Mr. Airy. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, and they yeah. like, he, he's going to be another like really key person for you. So just talk to him about anything you need to. But I was like, I, I kind of panicked after yeah. getting that phone call because I was like, okay, this thing is in like a month. Mm -hmm. I barely even know what this is. I, I, I didn't even barely pay attention to the first Nintendo Direct. Yeah. And now you're telling me I've got to make this into some crazy huge thing like in a month? Yeah. That was really bad. And, they, and again, like the fact that the people who had the information, they were unavailable. Unavailable. I would not talk to them again like until they got back. Which was like at least a oh, like week. A week a like week, a week later. A week and a half I could later. not wait. I had to get going. Yeah. Did you know, we got to know Mr. Airy pretty well towards the end of our tenure, but did you well, know Well, I got him? to know him really well on this project. Did you, I was going to say, did you know him before this? Project started. Um, I had really. had like some little very chit, like passerby. Yeah, yeah, I, but it's like this almost like a like a stranger. You know, you yeah. never worked with him closely. Right. So before. he yeah. he was one of we call them NCL employees. Who was mm -hmm. he was kind of you know originated working yeah. at NCL and was sent over um, to NOA. And on, he was in Redmond on a mission. He was in Redmond. Yeah. His title was I think like the vice president of global coordination. Yeah, yeah. Something that it was it was important, but it was unclear exactly what he did what it was yeah so you know he was my next phone call to get a download mm -hmm. and and you know what would become the fact was like he and i were kind of the only two permanent members working on this over over time so he and i got very close and and you know created a really great relationship and and i came we, we came to rely on each other yeah quite a bit thank goodness he was like capable sometimes you get stuck with someone that kind of sucks right and then it would it would have been really bad for you but at least mr airy i think was right right was a good partner to you the you information know? sharing at that point was interesting because the japan team would send the information directly to him because i don't think the contact at the time spoke, spoke, any english. spoke english yeah so he would get the information from japan and he would kind of pass it along to me mm -hmm. in his own way, and then I would have to go do something with it. Yeah. So he was in this like middleman position, which is never a fun job. Yeah, it's like a, it's a game of telephone. To have, but he, he also had a very important role of like, if I had a question for that team, like he would chase it down. And again, he was high up, so he could get the information, but yeah. I needed to know what the right questions to ask were, right. and what, kind of anticipate like, well, what else do I need based on this? But he would get it. So yeah. he was he was very trustworthy in that sense. It was mm -hmm. not like I was like, oh my gosh, this guy is like dead weight. Like, I'm, right, so, right. But That's again, like saying. I barely knew I barely knew the guy too. at the time, so it didn't make me feel better. Like, oh, talk to Mr. Airy. I was like, I don't know Mr. Airy. He doesn't know <laughs> so me. So nice. Does he know? Does he know who I am? Yes, he's the he's the he's nicest like the guy. nicest person right. ever. Right, and he's very famous for his facial expressions. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and he also loves beer and ramen, which you can't go wrong. He has since moved back to Japan. He has. Right. To drink more beer and to eat do, more ramen. To do something else. I don't, I, again, I don't <laughs> I know. Love, I love Mr. Airy. So, again, a lot to do, not a, lime, not a lot of time to do it. So, I had to get the big download from Mr. Airy. Mm -hmm. 
I had to, I, I knew, again, like I was just watching the first Nintendo Direct over and over. I was like, okay, this is scripted. Yes. I need to write some sort of a script. So I need to know pretty specifically what is going to be in this thing. Yeah. Um, and also, it's a global thing, so it has to be globally coordinated. Right, right. Between I can't just, Japan I can't just make it Europe. up. Exactly. Right. So it's, it's just a lot of like um, cats to wrangle. Right. I had to, again, this mandate was improve the quality, so I had to really like analyze the first video. I was like, how can I make this better? Don't have a shiny chin. And then I had to <laughs> enlist all these other people in NOA to help me with this, because obviously I couldn't do this all myself. Right. Um, so this was also a different point in Nintendo Direct where it was kind of left up to every region to do what they wanted with it. Yeah. So, you know, in Japan, it was Mr. Iwata was the key, key speaker. And oftentimes their Nintendo Directs early on would be very long. Mm -hmm. um, Europe would sometimes... Mr. Shibata did it, They right? would have Mr. Yeah. Shibata... Who was amazing. Who was the head cute. of NOE at the time. He's also moved back to, to Japan. Mm -hmm. And he, he became quite beloved for yeah, that. Yeah, he is really beloved. He did a really good job. He, he, he was really nice. He's a very playful guy. And he has a good personality for and being a good on personality camera. Yeah. It. Reggie obviously was our person. Europe would also just sometimes just straight up localize... Japan. Japan. And just subtitle it right, and stuff. Right. Yeah. Or and voiceover eventually, it. Mr. Awada would record his segments in English and Japanese. And we, just, we were, not at, we were yeah. not at that point yet for yeah. this. Yeah, no. This was like way earlier than right. that. It was made very clear. Like, we're not just localizing Japan's though. Like, we need, ours needs to be unique to, NOA. to yeah. our market. And then we had a key spokesperson in Reggie. Right. That we, we had, needed to have that script right. fit with his... You know his voice. Right. And, and we had Reggie, and and frankly, like we had the benefit of a lot of other great spokespeople as well. That's true. We have so, Bill. We had yeah Nate. Right. Yeah, we had a lot of people. All right. So as I started to think of like, okay, this quality question, like this seems really important, and I understood it because I was like, yeah, this this is kind of low budget. So I was like, what what can we do? So I just like was brainstorming, came with some ideas. Like let's let's bring in an external production company to help us with the editing because A, this is on like a crazy tight schedule. Mm -hmm. We need somebody who's not gonna get bogged down with other projects, yeah. who's just there to do that, but also can help with other things like video effects or transitions or just mm -hmm. other like nice graphics and make it feel a bit more high quality. So yeah. I think we, we found um, this, this production company that had experience working on like events and stuff. internal corporate videos or things like that. Oh, have we ever used them for other events? I don't remember how. we used to use ex external um, editing or production companies for like, you know, events or marketing no, things. No, this was a different. new, this was a new group. I can't remember how, I think somebody just had a recommendation of like, mm -hmm. yeah, check this person out or check this group out. Yeah. I mean, they ended up being really good. So yeah. it was, it was lucky that we got. That's not the case at all Connected anymore. to them. Everything is in house now. So. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Um, I wanted to really, again, not just use that white background, but I wanted to bring people inside NOA and make it like, again, this is the information coming from inside us the to the viewers. So, mm -hmm. you know, let's kind of bring them inside, give them an insidery feel, and also use different speakers more than just Reggie to give it some variety and also different locations because at that time, the new Redmond headquarters was still relatively new. Not a lot of people seen or even knew mm -hmm. about it. Yeah. And it was, it's a beautiful building. Really pretty. So it's like, let's really take advantage of this to, you know, show this off. And, but at the same time, like, let's keep people really engaged with this video and, and, and not let it, like, just 
sit in, in anything. Let's not give people a chance to get bored by this. Yeah, if you're just standing in front of a white background for like 40 minutes, it right. can be a little <clears throat> bit of like a drag, right. you know? Yeah. And then finally, like use some different formats beyond just like talking to the camera because like that that gets tired yeah. pretty fast. So like we could do a little bit of that, but we could also do like an interview segment, um, there was another one that we did, which was like a walk and talk where somebody's walking and talking again, just to give it like some sense of, of motion. That's something I'm always bugging you about yeah, you when we, that. when we do it's a vlog, it's like, they need to have motion. We need to be walking. Right. I'm like, okay. So the, the reason like there was so much concern about and, and time spent on like retaining the viewer was this was a different era of online video, mm -hmm. you know, 10, 12 years ago. The, the prevailing wisdom then was Shorter videos need better. to be so short. So a lot of yeah. people would come, like, and, and people would tell me, like, okay, so you're doing this thing called Nintendo Direct. Can it be under a minute? Can it be a minute or less? Can it be mm -hmm. less than a minute? Like, and it's like, no. well, it's like, well, we have a substantial <laughs> amount of information to share, so that's not really the goal. Like, we, we don't want it to be boring. Yeah. But we're going to give these things the time they need to breathe and to get the information across. And some people were really disappointed with this. They're like, yeah. You're, nobody's going to watch this. Ten no one's going to watch past the first minute. Yeah, nobody watches it. Nobody watches it. It needs to be snackable. That's the, the key snackable word. Snackable. Snackable content. Snackable yeah. content. Infotainment. Infotainment. Right. All these, oh, all these oh, awful oh. things that have since been proven to be, like, Completely wrong. false. Yeah. Wrong. As we see sit here and shoot a two-hour podcast. Right, and now now today, like, there's so much more comfort with long-form content. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but back in the day, was it was... No, I mean, this was like Facebook was ruling all. Yes. And it was like Facebook, like people who were scrolling Facebook only watch a thing for like three like seconds, seconds and then they scroll yeah. away. So it was like, well, I'll, okay, I'll make this Nintendo Direct three seconds long. <laughs> we'll get the Micro Machines guy to do the VO. It'll be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got that? Right. So that was really, like kind of hanging over this was like the feedback from the powers that be. Again, never Reggie though. Reggie, no, Reggie was, always knew better. He was like a, a, like a cut above. Right, it was know? like, well, you know, we, we got this research or somebody, somebody, somebody told me that nobody's watching a video more than a minute long. So yes, like, but, it's fine. But, but again, like we did put all these controls in place to try and counteract that and, and keep the viewer watching. I mean, now you could have a Nintendo Direct that's like four hours long and people, people, people absolutely be on the edge watch. of their seat. Yeah, absolutely. Right, because we've established the format and people know what they're, it's going to be worth their while. But the people didn't know that then. That's right. People did not know. Yeah. So from, and also around this time, you know, once we started planning and putting together some like ideas for what this would be, Reggie did what he often does was he, he gave us a goal. Mm -hmm. He gave us a target as far as the performance of the video oh, in terms yeah. of like the views. Um, and this made me quite nervous because again, like it's pretty aggressive. This is kind of a first of its kind. I don't, there was kind of no bar to aim for as far as what this would, how this could perform. So the number was, it felt to me like it was like this out of nowhere. Hopefully we can do it, but I don't know. Maybe the we can, maybe we can't. channel at that time was also pretty new. Yeah, it's not it, didn't like, have, it did not have 10 million subscribers I was like gonna it say, has now. Yeah, it does not have 10 million right. subscribers. It was not established that, you know, this type of content going on this channel was going to perform. Yeah. Because be before it was just like ads and trailers, mm -hmm. you know, there was nothing like this. Yeah on the channel. So I think people were just, we don't know what to, we didn't know what to expect and we didn't know how to right. benchmark it. This was also when we were using uh, the per perhaps now defunct Ustream for oh, live gosh. streaming. 
That does not work. Uh, maybe first maybe of all. not the most functional live streaming tool. That always tool. never worked. Yes, they had they, they, they had a uh, very uh, rocky not notable failure during an E3 that I think oh. was the nail in the coffin for them. But anyway, um, yeah. so we had so we had this big goal in mind as well. It was just adding to this mounting pressure. <laughs> yeah, and. So the other thing that I noted that I had to do was to start recruiting these other teams to help out. And the thing that I learned right away was like, nobody cared about this, yeah. which was a big problem. Which again, like you might think is hilarious now. Like, oh my God, Nintendo Direct, like drop everything to do this. This no. is priority number one. Right. People were all in that same boat as I was. Like they didn't know what this was. Nobody internally knew Nobody what knew what this was. Yeah. So when I approached them and I said, hey, we have this new Nintendo Direct that's on a really tight schedule. I need you to prioritize this and, like, help, and help me what? with this. No. They're like, they're like no, how about I'm busy. How about no? Or, or how, you need to change the schedule because this is unreasonable. It's like, I can't. I can't control the schedule. Reggie, I promise. I promise. Said. I promise you that Mr. Awada is is calling the shots on this you and need giving like us a doctor's note, like a Mr. Awada so that was, doctor's that note. That was one. That was something that rarely happened at Nintendo. There, like, there was no like mandate from no, on high that got sent to the entire company of like this is we're the doing this right. And again, yeah. like from those global PR meetings, information would often be slow to trickle out. Yeah. So like maybe our team would hear about it. Maybe some other teams. Our team would... was usually on like the forefront of that. But right. you get down to the people, you know, or like wide to the people on the production side. Right. It's like, well, they got stuff. They got other stuff to do. Exactly. The Everybody other... is extremely busy. Right. The other thing is, is like, it, it was kind of like Nintendo Minute in a way where like Nintendo Direct was nobody's job. It was yes. like tacked onto. It was out your, of, and again, it was out of nowhere. It was tacked onto your existing job, right? And so, if you did not have that kind of information, like you had directly yeah. from Mister Awada, like you don't care because right. you're busy with your actual job. So, so for so, me to contact these teams that I was not even a part of, right, and say I need you to drop whatever you're doing and make this your number one priority, like, didn't go, no. did not go over well. <laughs> Like some people were just like, oh, are you out of your mind? Yeah. I don't know what this is. And who are I, you? I barely Goodbye. know you. Go go away. So like some <laughs> of the people I had to recruit was like, again, this A V team. Yeah. Fortunately, they had worked on the first one. They so, were okay. So they yeah. they had some idea at least of what this was. So I was able to reluctantly get them to buy in. But other things we needed to do. Treehouse. Filming in that office, you need to get special permissions yeah. to do. I had to contact again very very people who were very high up who could who could easily just say no and blow up this entire idea that we had. Yeah. Um, fortunately, we were able to recruit them. We needed to get information um, from Treehouse for the yeah. scripts. Scripts. That, that was, was a, the hardest. That part, was important. And then also we needed at the time the team that was pulling game footage was yeah. also in the Treehouse. That's, that's hard too. And they were oh I mean they are constantly bombarded with requests. Yeah. Like that was that was perhaps the hardest one of like here's the schedule here's when we need things and they're just like oh my gosh this is I mean they have to play the game this is to a, a point where they can take right. the footage and like this so. is this is a this is a really big ask and not a lot of time and we have all these other priorities like yeah. we got you know millions of dollars of advertising that mm -hmm. needs this footage There's, the or games whatever. coming out does not stop right you know right. you have to still do that of that job of like. Launching a game, right. you can't just pause that to film a Nintendo Direct or right. produce a Nintendo but Direct. But fortunately, again, Treehouse overall, like the, the leadership of Treehouse was plugged in enough to know about Nintendo Direct. So I think my initial request kind of fell on deaf ears, but they eventually heard about it through their leadership. Yeah. And they came around. 
Okay, and they're like, okay. You need them. <laughs> okay, I understand now what this is and why this is important so we can get on board. Yeah. But it's still a ridiculous. It's a timeline. Was, was tough. Like they were the like working into was, the night, you know, oh pulling game. Well, listen, footage. we all were. Listen, into the night. We all were. Okay. <laughs> You're in sleep for a month. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So that kind of checked that box. I'm like, all right, we got people. We got a team of people, like a really tight team of people who can help out with this. I'm feeling slightly better about that. Then we had to get around to the scripting, which you know, at that point, we would often get like. Again, Mr. Airy would give me like, well, here's the Japan script, and he would do some like really loose translation, translation yeah. in English, and it's like, okay, well, there's some some things here we can use, and I can punch those up and and rewrite those. Um, again, to the point of each region doing something different. I think for the Japan version of this Nintendo Direct, like. I think their direct ended up being like an hour long. They had a very long segment, I think, on some karaoke game. Oh, so, that's right. So I really had to like pick and choose, like, okay, because what are we didn't have that game what are the segments we are doing versus yeah. and versus the stuff that is not relevant to, to our NOA. market? Mm -hmm. And and how do I, you know, pick that out? Um, and then it was a lot of like get information from Treehouse to fill it out and, and make sure that, you know. The specific terminology for every That's game, hard. which I was not an expert on, yeah. or these new features, which I maybe never heard of. Like, let's you get even seen the game. I never seen the game. Yeah. It's like I just need this, and so I can write it out. Yeah. But we, you know, we went with this approach where there were a lot of different people involved. So we ended up having Reggie, a lot of Bill Trinan, and then we did these two interview segments with two other people from Treehouse, mm -hmm. which were scripted slightly differently. Those were like a little bit more talking pointy, but yeah. for the most part, it needed to be like, this is a written script to be read. Read verbatim. Word for word. Yeah. Which was kind of a different type of writing for me, but one that I, I kind of surprised myself. I was like, I'm, I think I might be kind of good at this, actually. Yeah, I think you were really good at so, it. So for Reggie... Writing for Reggie in that style was was actually kind of easy. Reggie's because you yeah. can just imagine Hear him. Hear him in your head. It's hard when you can't imagine the person saying it because I I need to write it to match their tone and their flow. But with Reggie, like there was so much material out there, I was mm -hmm. like I can just imagine him, and it's like oh this doesn't sound like this doesn't sound right. This is not a word he would use. This is not phrasing. Right. Yeah. I could. It was quite easy to just read it and, has, and, and adjust it based on that. He has such like a like unique and he has his own style right that was so consistent throughout all of his presentations right. and even the way that he wrote emails to us uh -huh. or talked to us in meetings he was always the same person which is really amazing yeah, actually right. to, to just be yourself and be awesome all the time yeah yeah and so i think that's what made it easy to write for him right so reggie had some just direct a camera on the prompter stuff for the beginning and the end so that was not too hard to write mm -hmm. Um, the Bill Trinan stuff was a bit trickier for me because again, like I was like, mm. again, with reading off of a prompter is like harder than you might think to get, cause it's like, you need to get every single word perfectly or it can kind of just like disrupt everything yeah. else. He and also, you also don't want to look like, sound like you're reading off a prompter. Right. He also had this segment, which was strangely more, more complicated than it felt like it would be, which was the walk and talk where he was slowly walking down a hall while reading the teleprompter. That's hard. Which is, it's a lot, It's a, it sounds easy, it's actually much harder it's than like, you might think. It's like 
you know, doing this or yeah. like chewing gum and it's like hard. Right. You, right. Your brain is like, doing two things. Like he's great. He was glad to be like more hands on and, and you know, he's like, I'll, I'll, I'll tweak this to put it in my, my voice more. He shook a tree. Great. At one point. <laughs> <laughs> but he's very on board with yeah, stuff. Yeah, he's down to do stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and then I didn't have to do it for this one, but later on I did write scripts for Mr. Awada when he started recording the English yeah. Um, segments for the Nintendo Directs. And that honestly was also very similar to Reggie, where it's like, I just know the way he talks. Right. But again, like you did have to take into account, like, well, he's not a native English speaker, so I don't want to like get him get him hung up on any of these words. Yeah, or like too much slang or exactly. like phrasing is, is, is difficult when you're right. not an English, native English right. speaker. The thing that was hard about him though was like again, he's the president of the company. Busy. There's not a lot of time, not a lot of yeah. fat into this schedule. So I'd often get the script, the loose translation, and like, okay, we're gonna go record in an hour. Here's the script. Oh you need to gosh. turn this. Can you turn this around in an hour? <laughs> For so Mr. Awada. So it was like, oh, drop everything. All right. And sometimes this was at like 8 p.m. or like yeah. it was like, hey, it's like, because hey, it's Japan it was like, hey, we're targeting our 11 our, our, our 1 p.m. Yeah. to record the script. And I was like, oh, that's my 9 p.m. Cool. I guess I'm just twiddling my thumbs all night, waiting for this thing to come through. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah. that's kind of life a was... taste of, again, just the around-the-clock nature yeah. of this. Your life was but, basically a clock for Nintendo Direct. Right. But still, <laughs> you know, one of the things that, you know, is, is still like a really key component of Nintendo Direct is like getting the ordering of the information right to keep good pacing and like build momentum mm -hmm. throughout. So there is kind of an art to that of it's like, well, if we've got six announcements, like what is the best order to put them in to build, to keep people hooked in, keep, you know, have something beginning that's exciting and, you know, hopefully have some, some big thing at the end and yeah. to cap it off to make people the feel good. The origins of the one more thing phenomenon. Well, that's, I mean, that's. Yeah. That's always been around. You gotta but, put that in, you gotta put that in the direct. Just right, like you did but, at E3 but that, that is, and when when Nintendo does have missteps with that, it's always like, oh, they're 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 usually so good at that because they they really do put a lot of emphasis on. That's that. why we always when we do like predictions and reactions, now we always look at the pacing. Yeah, right? because that's yeah. such a, a way for you to fail, even if you have such good announcements or if you have a few good announcements. Right, right. You gotta like. It's like a Tetris game of ordering them correctly. Right. It was the direct, so I think, from last year where they had all the Square Enix farming games. That I was, was like, this the is one? this is so I'm uncharacteristic of, of the pacing yeah. not not being there for whatever, right. for whatever just reason. Right. Right. So this again, happens. again, this ultimately became like a eleven or twelve minute video, so the pacing was not as as I can't hard. believe how short it used to be. It's so well crazy again when long. people are are make it make it three seconds, make it three <laughs> yeah. seconds. Like you're really like under the gun to to keep it short. So the shoot day comes, or, or, or you know, I fly up to Redmond to get ready for the shoot because that's where we're doing it, mm -hmm. and we had like half a day to um, do like a little walkthrough, and this was the first time for our AV team to meet um, this external agency, and basically um, our AV team would shoot it, and then we'd give the footage to them to um, you know work with and, and start to edit down. But it was a real like meeting of the minds of these like AV people like where they were, they were like talking to like you got yeah, this kind of light I need this kind of light I'm like what yeah, are you, what are you talking drive, about yeah drive, this <laughs> right blah, blah. Now and I was like, a thing or two. I was like I'm kind of sensing some friction over this like debate over a certain type of light but I'm gonna let it 
work itself out. This is where the the, the, sh the production team goes fix it in post. Right, And right. the editing team gives them like the dirtiest look. Right. Because they're like, we, that's going to take hours exactly. for us to color correct this. Right. So that was like kind of the goal. was like, let's get everybody on the same page. Yeah. And that, at that in that walkthrough, like a lot of people did start to voice concerns with the schedule because we had one full day to do this. But we had a lot of these different locations. Right. And we had a fixed time to shoot with Reggie, again, because he has a busy, busy, busy schedule. <laughs> President. And they were like, you know, I don't know if we can do this in the schedule that you've outlined. Yeah. Because we have a lot of equipment. Like, they had racks and racks of stuff to, to cart. To, to cart or they, had to, they had to set up, tear down, cart it to the next place, set it up again, yeah. get ready, ready to shoot. So, yeah. like, it, it truly was an all-day affair. Not a lot of, like... Um like buffer built in either for no. like mistakes. So if you need to, right. do, if, if one part of the shoot took longer than expected, you yeah. just don't have that buffer, which right. is a little terrifying. Right, and again, honestly. it was our first time doing it. And we learned after the fact, like some of those shots were, like we did not return to the walk and talk for a reason. Overcomplicated. Because it was, it was. Yeah, not worth the. It the, was not worth the return to yeah. like, because it was like, well, he's going to walk at this speed and the guy's going to move the camera at this speed, but but he needs to be done with his line before he gets the end of the car, the, uh, the, the corridor, the corridor yeah, yeah, because yeah. nobody's going to turn around. So oh. For a lot of reasons, it was just way more complicated oh, um, than it needed to be. But we had the shoot day. It all went really well, and I was feeling pretty good about it after that. And then I think in like a, a week after that, we got the first cut of it, and I immediately was like, oh my gosh, this is this is really good. Yeah. Um, just felt relief. The, the, the agency that we were using like really added a lot. Mm -hmm. And even then, like if you watch the video, like they added some really nice transitions and graphics and the way that they filmed the, they filmed all the segments had just a lot of like vibrancy. It was not just a static shot yeah. of someone talking into a camera. Like it really did have a lot of good, um, momentum to it. So I came away feeling really happy with it. And, and it was not a, it was not a challenging, you know, sometimes you get these, these things in a lot of work. It's like, yeah. oh my gosh. The like, first cut was already we, pretty We good. need to like rebuild this. We need to, you know, start from scratch. It was like, no, it's like we're working with a really solid thing. So it was not that hard. That's good. So we, we knew we had something that was really You have special. no time to reshoot it. So right, <laughs> you right, no option. Right. So the thing finally came out, you know, it got streamed, it came out on the YouTube and it got, it got great results. Um, How many views does it have now? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Definitely over a couple million, right? Um, I don't know. Some of those older ones, like they, they never, like people don't really go back. You gotta check to watch we'll those. We'll put it in the. In but the, as, as we do, you know, we sent out this big report, kind of outlining yeah. the results, yeah. and I, and I remember very clearly, I got this email back from Reggie, where he had replied all to everybody. And those reports go on to like three hundred people. A ton of people and got those all reports. The higher, all the right. bosses, all right. the execs. Right. And he was just like, I'd never seen an email from him to this point. It was just like, this is an incredible result. Like, we smashed through the projection. Uh, we've established this format as something we can rely on in the future. And he specifically called me out. He's like, this is you know largely due to Kit's good work. Oh, boy. I was like, oh, my God. I've never gotten, like, I I have that email. He should give you more money. I printed that. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I'm not the person who, like, saves a lot. Like, oh, that was a nice email. I'm going to yeah. save that. I printed that one out. I still have that. I was looking at that email this oh, morning for reference. Yeah. So that was a really nice thing. It's good um, to, like, have nice that kind thing, of recognition, you know? Especially after a project like that it's that almost, like, ended, you. ended yeah. you. So 
that one came away as a big win, but it ended up being this double-edged sword for me because on one hand, like this was like a good personal professional win for me mm-hmm. to like, like, oh yes, uh, you know, Kit's really going places with this Nintendo Direct and he really, you know, pulled this together out of nothing and brought all these people together. Like that, that's good stuff. But it was really, I kept that role for I think two and a half more years and those were not the most pleasant two and a half years that I had working there because, again, like that schedule was crazy. And there were no concessions made for the other work that I had to do. That's right. So that happens a lot, I think. Right. Nintendo. So, like, really there were a lot it. of times I would just tell, I was like, I'm, I'm not able to work on this other game that we're supposed to be launching for the next month. Yeah. And feel free to adjust my workload or bring somebody else in. I, I'm not going to be able to do it. Yeah. Sorry. And, you know, somehow that, I mean, we had like great, you know, people doing support work often like you. Yeah. I mean, um, who would just step in and, and do it like on my behalf because I was not available. Um, but it, it got to the point where like I would, I would dread getting the email from Mr. Airy of like, well, we got another the one next coming. Next one like, is coming. Like, oh. no. Like, I would, re- I would really just, I really just hoped. I was like, this will be the last one. We won't have to do this again. My, oh my life God. can be normal again. <laughs> no. But no. Never. No, never. Never again. And it well, was... Well, I mean, you got rid of the project, and then you're yeah, like, eventually, kind of eventually, normal again. I don't know why it took two and a half years, but eventually they did, like, build a more formalized team. That's the thing. And, yeah. And processes, and I was able to... I, I, I didn't get completely off it, but I was in more of, like, a advisory yeah. role Consultancy. where... Consultancy. Yeah, where, like, it was not, like... Again, I was not, like, getting... Nine used, o'clock writing a script. But unfortunately, other people were still getting crazy emails at nine o'clock. Yeah. So I really... Like, when you watch these Nintendo Directs, like, truly express some 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 positive feelings for the team Please, that's working yeah. on it because it is a very, Send very, very, the, very, 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 very hard job. Vibes. The thing that was really fascinating to me, that always fascinated me about this whole thing is that it began as an afterthought, turned on its head almost, you know, overnight into the biggest priority yeah. ever that no one cared about. Uh-huh. And then the most fascinating part is it took two years, more than two years, I think almost like three years, after you left, the next person that came on had to really like do a lot more work in this area, but like to build the actual process. Yeah, yeah. And get people dedicated to doing this. Now they do have. Now they right, do have that. Right. They do have a dedicated team that does this. It's like a very constant like group of people. So they just know what to do now. But back in back in those early days, nobody knew what to do, and there was no process and no like like you know formula for it. Well, that's the thing that happens so often is like if something's going okay, nobody's asking those questions. Right. Of like, is this sustainable? Like, do you have a process? Like, do you have the right people involved? Like, nobody nobody cares about asking those questions yeah, when it's like, going oh, okay. It's, it's, it's just like keep it up, out. keep yeah. it up, keep up the good work. But then you're like dying slowly. Right. right. And when you give the feedback, it's like, well, <laughs> it seems to be going fine. So let's not rock the boat. Like, but I'm dying. <laughs> yeah. I have a That'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> I've been up every night writing a script for like a month. Um, <sighs> but then yeah, but but yeah, it. And even now with the process and with that huge, they have a huge team doing this right. now, like a huge team. But from compared to what it was back then right. and what it is now. And now now it's so different too because they just localize really a Japanese 
True. Direct. So right. it's a little bit different than yeah. having to manage a shoot. Create a, a completely unique yeah. thing. Everything's That's in true. house now. That's um, true. So it's just, it's so fascinating that one of the most important, you know, outputs that Nintendo has in terms of how to generate, you know, excitement for announcements and for what the, and, and sharing like important information about what is happening at this company, like started out as an afterthought and as a, it, it, and, and took so long for it to be supported, you know, appropriately. It's yeah. amazing the whole thing didn't fall apart like in the beginning where there's like no we can't do this because people are dying and quitting so we can't do this but no nobody qu nobody quit nobody nobody, quit. nobody, nobody did quit. die nobody did quit is the thing they just worked eighteen yeah. hours a day until they were like <laughs> numb but yeah. they 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 took it right right this is the power of Nintendo the power over their employees because. You just have you when you are in that role too. I know, I know you. You were like, I gotta do this for Nintendo. I gotta <laughs> do this for Reggie and Mr. Iwata. I can't disappoint them. I can't. This is important. Like I can't. I would just not sleep. This is what we did, and it was like totally fine. Like we were okay with doing that. Well, I did start to campaign. And then at, you like, then at, you were like, and maybe in the second half of those two and a half, you really campaigned to like get some somebody else to, to do it. Because because again, like I had other. This was not my job. I had another full job that yeah. I was I was at times doing a bad job of, or not at all. Right. Because of this. Right. So it's like, tell me what you want my job to be, <laughs> please. And I I don't think you wanted your job to be like. I really didn't. On a Nintendo <laughs> no, I didn't. Twenty four hours no, a day. No, I didn't. Um, so, but yeah, there's no team and it was always, it was never somebody's job. It was always an extra thing that someone had to do right. on top of their job. Right. So it was just, even now, even now, the person that leads Nintendo Direct now, she's amazing, by the way. Um, that's not her actual job. Right. She has to do this on top of her actual job. Yeah. So she's a very busy, busy lady, but, um, but yeah, it's yeah. really interesting. Um, but and yeah, I, now now there's now there's much better I think support and process in place. And keep, I didn't keep it up. I didn't realize this, but on um, Wikipedia, there's a very comprehensive summary of all the Nintendo Directs that have ever run, and a lot of those in that period of time, like I didn't even I was like, oh, I barely remember this, or now I'm only remembering it because I'm looking at this. Yeah. So every one of these has its own story, and who knows, maybe maybe we'll we can tell more of these one. more there's of these more. stories. Yeah. But, uh, so that that was definitely the most stories. memorable of my, of my the first one that I worked on. Well, that and, was the origin. And the beginning of the whole thing. Yeah, that yeah. was the origin story. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I'm so glad that you're alive. <laughs> <laughs> you you. Um, shout out to Mr. Airy. Shout out to Mr. Airy. Oh my gosh! He's a real love one. You, Mr. Yeah. Airy. I hope that you're enjoying delicious ramen <laughs> and beer in Japan. <laughs> Um, yeah, you wrote me, uh, you, you texted me this weekend, you were like, I'm pre prepping for this Nintendo Direct story episode, and it just reminded me how awful it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm so glad that yeah. part of my life is over. I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't say. Yeah. <laughs> You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply. What does innovation sound like? 
It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Oh, boy. Well, anyways, there you go. There, there it is. It. That's the story. Enjoy. Um, we have more Nintendo Direct stories, so we'll definitely keep sharing that yeah. here on this podcast. All right. Let's change gears into our Never a Minute segment. And the big game coming out this week is Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Rebirth. Stuff. Which uh, we're both very excited to play. Yes. And we thought, well, let's do something around Final Fantasy. So we're doing today our top three and bottom three mm. Final Fantasy games, which maybe is going to be controversial. I, I think don't know. It might be controversial. Mine are definitely controversial. I think one important thing to say at the front is we have not played every single Final Fantasy game. True. So this, I, I kind of, I'm like very. This is limited to on. the ones we have played. Yeah, I'm very like hot and cold in Final Fantasy right. games, actually. So. I wrote, as I was coming up with this list, I made a note of like, this is the one that I really should play, that I'm a little bit ashamed that I have not played. Do you have one like that? Um, no. No. Maybe there's one that I just, you have no just shame. not on my radar though, and okay. I just don't know. There are, I will say that my, in my bottom are ones that I have not played a lot. So if, I, well, maybe I don't, it, maybe you just didn't like it. Well, either or, I didn't like it or I didn't give it a fair chance. So there could be, there's okay. two sides of that. Like, so your what list if, is bunk. Got it. What if like I didn't play enough for it for me to actually like like it? I don't know. I just, for some reason, didn't grab me. So that's why it's on my bottom. Okay. But anyways, we should talk about it. Well, the, so I just want to say the, the one game that I, I have regrets that I have not played and I, I should really get to is 10. Okay. 10, yes. I've played 10. And you, you played 10. But it's in the middle for me. It's you, not, did you didn't finish it? Oh, I, mm, no, I did finish Because 10. we did also ask the Patreon folks for their- no, did, 10 is good. For their input, a lot of people put 10 at the top of their list. But it's not on the top of my list, it's my thing. My, it's like a, it's And like I, a, I should really, I should really It's in it. the middle part that, of the- I know they have a, a re, a, I don't know if it's a remake, but a, a, a version of that that's on the Switch that I should That's just, right, they I should do. just play that. They do, they do. Okay, the list. Are we Are gonna we start go with bottom? the tops or bottoms? Let's go bottoms. And then finish on a high note. I don't really have mine in any sort of, don't get my list. What are you doing? Sorry, 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 sorry. I don't really have it in any sort of number. I don't either. I just have bottom three, top three. All right, well, let's, all right. So, okay, so in no particular order, the bottom. Okay. Why don't, why don't you just give your entire bottom three? Okay, and my I'll do this first one. one is Final Fantasy Thirteen. Yeah. Final Fantasy Two, and Final Fantasy Five. Those are my bottom three. You played those? Two, I played but didn't really like. Now, you mean, you mean, the proper, like, actual number two. Not not Final Fantasy IV, which was known as Final Fantasy II. The proper two. When did you play this? I played those kind of a long time ago. Because those were re-released in the Pixel remaster, but I don't think yeah. you played that. I didn't play it during the Pixel remaster. I played it earlier okay. than that. Two? Well, five is one that a lot of people like, so that's interesting. Five just didn't hit because four was so good. Mm. And then five was like a letdown for me. Okay. Because I was like, eh. But it was like it's it's like the forgotten Final Fantasy, I think, because that one didn't come to the to the U.S. in a while for a while. I think. No, not really. Yeah, that one was like the the ugly stepchild Final Fantasy. Okay. Two, I played, but that leveling system is terrible. One and two are very hard. The Ve leveling very, system very is un it it just like Wait, it's what do you unplayable. Mean the like you can't level up 
unless you're you have them like specifically in your party, and so it's like it's just a grind. Yeah. It's a c- complete grind, and then it's like impossible for you to move on. Those first games are very hard. So I just no I couldn't do it. Yeah. I, couldn't. Okay. I don't even think I ever played one though, ever. Yeah. So I don't I don't know. I I, I can't remember. We played we played a little bit of one on our stream when we streamed. Yeah, Pixel but I don't think I personally. But even then, like, it. like <laughs> I just it's just hard. It's too hard. <laughs> That's my memory it's of that. Too hard. Yeah. But I don't have that in my bottom three. I ha- I also have Final Fantasy thirteen. Okay, thirteen is bad. Right? I have eight. Which is controversial, oh, which is a PlayStation One, and Did my last it? one, maybe oh, just because it was on on my mind, I put Final Fantasy sixteen in my bottom three. <gasps> I've really flipped on this game since oh we gosh. since we played it. I don't care for that game, so I, let's talk about issues. That's so sad. So thirteen. Thirteen is too linear. Thirteen is known for being extremely linear. Yeah, a little basic. Very basic. The story is nonsense and too. Absolute nonsense. My memory of that game also is this extremely long buildup that Square Enix did over years of like having, you know, this massive segment at like a Sony press conference. And it was like, oh, it's it's Final Fantasy 13 Fabuloso Cristalis Novoloso. Like they had this gobbledy. Oh, the really gobbledy gook name. And they had this crazy plan of like, well, we're going to do Final Fantasy 13. Then there's going to be Final Fantasy 13 versus and all these crazy spinoffs, which oh, was yeah. so this ambitious. Slowly coming back to And me. then what they ultimately released was just so like straightforward. It was like yeah. the, that's what took so long. So I think a lot of it for me was like, like the, the hype, the was crazy buildup that yeah. they totally could not pay off. Mm. The music was kind of good though. I mean, yeah. I mean, the presentation, the music. I mean, those are always good. The final. It was Fantasy. always good, right? Yeah. But it was just not. Mm. It was just not the most fun game. I just for me remember to play. it was like the most nonsense story. What? And it was like the most boring linear. You're, you're game occasionally going to get that in a Final Fantasy too. That's true. Yeah. But it, this is like the, it, it was like what? <laughs> I don't know, what is this? Uh, so you talked about uh, two and five. Yeah. Eight. I know some people really I don't like know if this. I played eight. I played I this. I played eight. Unlike seven. So seven, I played a couple years after it had come out. Yeah. And for whatever reason, it just didn't click with me. I didn't dislike it. Uh huh. But I was just like, I think I just moved on to other things. Okay. I was like, oh yeah, people seem to love this game. I'll come back to it, and I never did. Oh, interesting. Eight, though, I really had a hard time. I was like, I, I don't like this, and I put it down because I didn't like it. Mm. And I think at that point, I, no I started to really feel like, mm, is play, like I, yes, PlayStation can give you these really nice cutscenes, but these load times getting into these fights are oh. a drag. And yeah. I liked the... Kind of like romance. What was it? Uh, Squall and Renoa, I think, is the other character's name. Like, there was kind of a cool romance there, but like, it, I remember it had kind of a convoluted magic system. So I was like, this, I just don't like this one. Okay. And I, I definitely didn't play this game. I None of I'm, what you're saying sounds like I can't remember. He had the gun blade, which was a sword and a gun. No. I think I played maybe like 15 or so hours, and I was just like, I just don't like this. Literally not. And I put it down. And then 16, again, surprising. I'm so surprised because that it's not was, like just in your middle, in the middle. It's definitely in the middle for me. I just uh, not a bottom, not a I'm top. I'm just a little baffled at what the direction they chose for this game of making it like basically Devil May Cry. Like, oh, but the story the, the, was good. The RPG elements, the like, characters were are, are so bare bones. I like. I, I really like in Final Fantasy when you have a party. Like having a group, and mm-hmm. with this, it was like you and Torgal. I love Torgal. I like Torgal, but like I wanted. I mean, you still can 
have Jill and occasionally and when the story says it's okay, but they're just kind of doing their own thing a lot of the time. Some of the battles were and like the battling was kind of like shaky. Yeah, people loved. I mean, the battle system was good, but the battles dragged on. The, yeah, like even against basic enemies, it was like this is a, this is it's a like lot a of this is a lot of fighting. Yeah. I've hit this guy with this sword thousand times. Torvald has bitten him still like goblin a million and, times. And it's still yeah. standing up. And then the boss fights, I felt like were more style than substance. Yeah, I would agree. Where with that. like there was some flashy cutscene, but or again, some flashy, I was like QTE. Again, I was just mashing the button over and over until right. the next QTE. Yeah, and yeah. the story. Lost steam, I felt. Everyone says that, but I don't feel it that where way. Where I, I lost the will to continue with it because it felt a little mm. too padded in, in spaces. I thought the story was quite good, and I know it, it started out really strong with like kind of like that Game of Thrones vibe yeah. that we, I think we all really liked. In the middle, it does have this a little bit of a lull, right? But then there were some significant like, you know, surprising story moments that take place. I, overall, I, I think. People were harsh on the story, but I didn't really feel that way. So, but I mean, a lot of people were harsh on the, were like saying that about the story. I so. mean, a, a plus work recording uh, somebody running around in leather pants for Clive. That was some some excellent <laughs> some sound design. Some real hotties. Excellent sound design there, but <laughs> yeah, this game you. left me with kind of a bad taste in my mouth. Oh, I'm I'm like so the, surprised. It's one of those games where like the further I get from it, I'm like, hey, I don't think I really enjoyed that. Oh, sometimes that does happen, though. Yeah. When you think about it again. Like, this is what happened with Tears of the Kingdom for me. The further I got from it, I'm like, I didn't like that. So I'm so I'm very <laughs> curious about where they go next with, like, a Final Fantasy 17, which is, I'm sure, years and years and years away. Yeah. Because they're trying to make these games more action-oriented. But I think something... They went a little too far with this one, where it's like they were sort of kind of a core soul of the series, like, right. didn't really translate. Okay. I don't know if I agree. Sorry. I don't know if I agree with that. Fine. But... You don't have to. to You don't have to, and I don't care. Wrong opinion. That's fine. Whatever. Top threes, though. Yes, top threes. I do have a number one, and it's Final Fantasy VI. That is definitely not seven. Not seven. I thought you loved seven. I do love seven, but Final Fantasy VI is like the the golden. Okay. That is like the best RPG ever made in the world ever. Nothing can top that game. It is the best story of all time. The most memorable characters ever. The coolest villain, Kefka, is like the coolest vi oh villain. Gosh. The battle system okay. is flawless. It is like literally the best game, best RPG yeah. ever made. Um, the next one is Final Fantasy VII. Okay. Final Fantasy VII, again, is very, I've, I talk about this a lot, but it just, it's wrapped in with a lot of nostalgia for me. Yes. And I know you didn't have the same, like, that same, those same kinds of memories. But also, it really was a game that showed me in my, in my little like innocent mind that video games could be so much more than what I ever imagined they mm. could be. Like it was one of those moments where I was like, this is also a video game? Like this kind of like cinematic, narrative driven like experience can also be considered a video game. You know, like when I was growing up playing video games, it was like Mario games. <laughs> How can you say that? But you don't like Metal Gear. That we were talking I about a couple played, weeks I ago. I never really played. Oh. I was just never like that. The the whole concept of it never like. What? It's not romantic. There's no like. I remember one other thing about seven that like I it took me a while to like get over was like wait you don't like the sp the I future. Thought, I thought Final Fantasy was like a fantasy. I know. Thing I get with, like that. swords and 
airship. Well, it's called Final Fantasy. And then, so. and then they did this whole sh like complete, you know, setting shift to something that was more like futuristic and yeah. modern. It's like, it really took me like a long time to come to grips with that. Yeah, I, I totally, I totally understand that. I remember being really shocked too, but I, I definitely got on board because the story was so interesting, like so like captivating. Mm -hmm. And of course now, you know, we we both played the the remake yes. years ago. We're gonna play Rebirth. Yes. Um, from what everyone's been saying, Rebirth sounds incredible. Um, so the the fact that these games, I mean, these games are so different than the original Final Fantasy VII, but the core of the game like stands up, and you can do this like cool thing by like you know, modernizing it in this way and, and it still feels like super relevant and amazing. Like that just speaks so much about what a great game it was then, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, do you see that New York Times article that came out? Don't talk about that. Don't talk about that. Why not? It's this big spoiler. I was just going to tell don't you the same thing. Don't talk about that. <laughs> don't died. do it. Um, Anyways, where do you fall on you don't don't say what the spoiler is, but where do you fall on should people be able to talk about that openly or not? Uh, guys, it's been twenty years. I think we can talk about it. This is ridiculous. I, I, I'm gonna spoil. You know what? I'm gonna spoil for you the ending of Great Expectations. <laughs> Guess what? That lady with the wedding dress she gets burned to death. Well, nobody, okay? nobody cares about that. Yeah, like, who cares? <laughs> this is ridiculous. This spoiler culture thing. I'm so glad we have a spoiler cast. Read it in a hundred classic books on your Nintendo DS family of what systems. What is the deal with everyone? The comment. I I went deep into those. What comments. about the people who said like they were not born when this game came out, so I never had a fair shot too bad born in the wrong era just like you just like me i didn't ever touch it as yeah. an controller born in the wrong era you're a y2k baby i'm a little baby <laughs> <laughs> um but anyways yeah i'm, I'm so, so what's the rest of your list now oh but the, 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 you have six seven and what uh four Oh, four. Of course. Okay, so four. i have i have four as my top six but then also seven remakes okay okay yeah so that's, good, good. So that's you're, interesting. You're back on in my yeah. good in my on my good side now. You've redeemed yourself yeah. from your disparaging comments about sixteen. Yeah, I mean six. I can I can I can in my mind six. agree that six is probably a, the better game than four. But again, four was the first time I, I really got exposed to RPGs and came to okay. love RPGs. This is your nostalgia. And there is something really incredible about like the pacing of that game, where like every you know, every 30 minutes to an hour, like, like you're getting some sort some of a reveal thing, yeah. or a surprise or some new party member yeah. or, or setting change Pacing. where it's like, where it's like, yeah, let's keep going versus so important. versus some of these other games that, that can feel like, oh, well now I've got to grind for an hour mm -hmm. or this, this same story beat is continuing onward when I'm ready to move yeah. on. It's a, it's definitely a shorter, tighter Final Fantasy, which is, which is great, but yeah. some great, some, still some great characters, great story oh, yeah. as well. Seven. Your favorite Rydia, your favorite. My favorite. Your favorite Rydia. Rydia <laughs> and among others. Uh, so, Seven Remake. Yeah, I mean, I was just, again, I, I, I didn't have a lot of knowledge of, of original Seven to yeah. go on, so I was just really surprised. And I'm just surprised in this project overall, where it's like, you've taken one game... And now you're making it into multiple games, but you're expanding and retelling the story. Yeah. Like, I'm, I feel like I'm just now coming to understand what their vision is for this whole project. Right. And it's really impressive. Yeah. Where people are saying, like, oh, Rebirth is, like, the biggest game I've played in a long time. Mm -hmm. And it's got this crazy open world. And that's a huge step up from the original remake. 
And it's also fascinating where 7 Remake had this huge run-up, kind of like 13, like we were talking about, where it's like, oh, this game's vaporware, this game's never going to come out. And then it did, and now they made the and next one a in a yeah. matter of years. So I'm, you know, I was, I, I was vaguely saying I might not play Rebirth. You did say that. Well, I, I, I need to really get caught up on the story because I, I got very confused with the, the ending moments of the story of Rebirth. Well, because it ends halfway through the game. I need to, I need to watch some YouTube videos this right. week before yeah. I, I start playing the game. Yeah. Because I said that's like, okay. Because if it's supposed, it's like it's like it's like the ser the season finale, not the series finale. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, so you need to, well, yeah. You're not like the story does not end at the end of remake. I just felt like it was getting a little bit off the rails and into some weird places. Well, but it does, it I mean, does now that I'm seeing now that I'm seeing oh. you know all the stuff of, from this game of like oh open worlds, I like those. Got this great scene of all these characters on the beach hanging out, doing other things, <laughs> etc. Tifa, etc. Et I feel like this year has the hot video game characters are so stacked. This year, what are we gonna do when we do game of the year stuff? It's gonna be like Whew. really hard. I don't know. So oh, I'm feeling so I'm feeling better that it's it's like staying out of nonsense land and being a bit more grounded. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, do you, Do you think we're not gonna do spoilers? But do you think the thing that's gonna happen is gonna happen? Probably, or do you think they're going to change? But it? again, I don't know enough about the. I mean, I know that I know the thing, but I don't know. I don't necessarily know all the circumstances that lead up around to the thing. it. So, okay, never mind. I'll talk to you. But later, I mean, they do. They do seem to be. They have, they seem to have no sacred cows in terms of. I know. We'll we'll change literally anything and everything yeah, about this. Yeah, that's what I'm. Which like, is exciting. It's very exciting, but also kind of concerning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it I'm is. like, what's going to happen? I mean, they, they they proved that the first time around. Right. They did the unthinkable. In a video game. Now, have you there's thing. like they were planning for thirteen? There have been a lot of these spin-off games around seven. Have you played yeah. a lot? Like Crisis Core Crisis is, is Core, one that I've like. I, I was know, like, should I, I play that? Core. I heard it's good though. Yeah, I've heard it's kind of good, and now that's that's on Switch and other modern consoles. Maybe you should play that. I don't have time. I gotta play like a dragon still. <laughs> You're never gonna finish. I'm gonna finish game. it if it takes me all night. I will finish it. Um, but yes, the problem is, is that I just don't have time. But I would love to. I would love to. I'm Maybe I'm, after. I'm very curious about Reaper. that. And then there's just other games also that, that are around it where it's like, yeah, they, they probably do have and the, the movie, which mm -hmm. by, by all accounts, mm -hmm. I haven't seen by all accounts is, is not great. But, yeah. but it's if, like a, if it's, you're super into these characters in this true. world, like yeah. that could be a fun, a fun thing to just take in. Sure. Yeah. 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 All right. Okay. So that's our tops and bottoms. And then we did poll our lovely community too. Yes, we got some good responses, which again, like really rallied around a couple of the same games. Uh, Cyber says, six for me when I still knew it as Final Fantasy III. Mm. Four was my first, and I have a fondness for it, but six holds my heart. Mm. I first played it with my sister, and we have a lot of fond memories of it and some of our shenanigans. I played it several times since between SNES, GBA, and once so far with the Pixel Remaster. It's also dear for some friendship-related reasons, too. Mm. It has a lot of good and cool moments. The opera! And good characters and the music, one of my favorite OSTs of the series too. Well, the uh, the, the opera that was a jaw dropping jaw dropping thing movie. in the yeah. it, it, at that time. Yeah, for them to do that in the game was completely wow. Oh wow, yeah. yeah. Blue Lightning says, "I think the phrase you never forget your first applies to me here, since Final Fantasy X has to be my all time favorite." Coming straight off the Kingdom Hearts games, this was the one recommended to me, and oh man, what an impact. 
The design of the locations was very distinct and colorful, the VA being cheesy early 2000s era, the music absolutely being memorable, and I really took a liking to its battle system. Oron will always be one of my top favorite characters. Nice. I want to add, people, people listening to this, leave a comment. Does this game still hold up today? Yeah. Because again, like I, I, I really like, could I, recently. could I squeeze this game in somewhere this year? Dabble. Or at least check it out. Check it out, Is yeah. this game still as good as it, as it was right. back when it came out? I, I bet it, it could still hold up. John Frischia says, Final Fantasy VI and IV will always be my mm -hmm. favorites. VI is just a masterpiece from its phenomenal soundtrack to its thrilling, memorable set pieces, and its huge ensemble cast receives better character development than the cast of many modern RPGs. Meanwhile, IV is what I like to describe as the first modern RPG. It established a lot of the narrative conventions of the genre still seen today, and it truly feels primordial to the RPG genre, just like how Street Fighter II feels for fighting games. Agreed. Uh -huh. That's a very That's good, a really good comparison there. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, Mr. Andy Pong says, I absolutely adore Final Fantasy XV. Oh. It might have some pacing issues and confusing narrative, but at the heart of it, it's a great game about a brotherhood between four friends on a road trip. The way they interact and grow closer together is what made me fall in love with the game. I just love driving around, camping, cooking, and exploring with the guys, and then watching them bond and grow with each other. It's one of the few games I've played that felt like an actual journey by the end of it. It's also the only game that I, as a grown man, cried my eyes out at the ending. Even hearing Florence Welch's Stand By Me still makes me teary-eyed. Oh my. But most importantly, Shirtless Gladio, that reason alone should put this game at the top of Krista's list. I've not played this game, but now I'm I didn't so play it either. in. <laughs> I'm so in. This, this was good. another one I was like, I need to get over this probably of the you know Final Fantasy being this very flexible thing. Yeah. And I was like, these dudes in a car, like in a convertible. Yeah, it's not This like, is Final Fantasy? It's not medieval. Or even like just the and I was like, how is this an epic adventure? I guess it can be some road trip, but I don't know. Maybe yeah. I had the wrong impression. Because your that. first, you know, your first was like four and six and like right. all that. So right. you know, you you just grew up, I think, with that in your head. But yeah, it, it's it is cool that again, they don't like hold they don't have anything precious yeah. about it. They just do whatever they want. Whatever is makes a good story, makes for good character development. Like yeah. you got you got to give them props for that, you yeah. know? Yeah. So. True. Yes. Wow. All right. Let's do some news here. And the big news of the week that was not Nintendo Direct. Mm. We're not going to talk about that. We've we've covered We've exhausted well, we got we got one thing actually that we are going to talk about. And that. But the Elden Ring DLC oh gosh, had, a, so had a big trailer and a big <gasps> dump of information. Yay! So it is coming June 21st. Did you breathe the longest sigh of relief that it wasn't coming like next week? Well, there had been rumors <laughs> that it was coming out in February and I got really nervous. Right. Because I, I can't. It can't. I can't be asked to choose between that or this Final, Final Fantasy. Fantasy or be asked to like double up. No, th Between this is these not two a double games, up situation. I'm not really down with that. So yeah. I am extremely happy with this. I did look at the list of games that have confirmed June releases. There's not really much of anything. Everybody should just not release anything. There's that new Move out of the way. There's that new monkey ball game, which is coming oh, out right. like a week later. That's different. Which is like, that's fine. That's that's, that's not like we play that, you know, multiplayer with our community. Like fine. that will be fine. Fine. But hopefully. Everybody else is smart enough to just Get stay out the way for basically that that a <laughs> yeah. month, basically yeah. through you know late page, July. Everyone. Just do not do not release a game. Do there. not touch because this sounds bigger than I even expected it to be. So yeah. um, Miyazaki from. 
FromSoft did a big interview with IGN where he said it is probably comparable, if not larger, than the area of Limgrave, which was the big kind of starting area for Elden Ring, which was really, really large. It was huge, yeah. So that's... That's surprising. Yeah, this is the land of shadow, the shadow of the urge. Shadow of the urge tree is what it's called. Yes. Yeah. And this is going to cost forty dollars. It's pretty expensive. So it is, but if you were getting, you know, a significant chunk of this game that mm-hmm. swept Game of the Year, I'm I'm glad to pay for it. I'm glad to pay for it too. Yeah, I mean, it seems if it, worth it. it I mean, if, if this it. if this makes Elden Ring like Elden Ring one point five, I'm down. Mm-hmm. Like, would you rather play, you know, yeah, you, you feel like it, it does have enough content for it to, to justify the price, given like, Absolutely. what we saw. Right, 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 right. exactly. Uh, they are selling a very fancy collector's edition. Oh, yeah, with, like a so statue cool. yeah. and, I don't know, a little book and some other stuff there. Mm-hmm. But they also have this other edition that is $80, which has the base game and the DLC. I don't know, that's a pretty good deal. 80 bucks for the base game and the DLC? Right, so oh, that means really you're, you're so basically you getting play? the base game for forty. I don't know if they've done a price drop on this yet, but that, that seems that's a good deal. So yeah, if you haven't played good. it yet, you should just get that because then you can do both yeah. for eighty dollars. It's not bad. I watched the trailer and I, I honestly didn't take. I was like, yeah, it's it's a new setting. It's some new bosses, creepy crawly bosses yeah. that look that look zany. I didn't. I don't really need to know much else. Um, do where, we know how it works? What do you mean? Like, I have my character from the base game. I just, like, poured it over, right? Yeah, I think it just opens up a new area of the map. And that, okay. that, that was some, some, I saw some people asking about this. Like, so if I have, like, a maxed out character. That's me. I don't think you're maxed out. I mean, I mean, I'm I mean you, you beat the powerful. game. But, like. I wouldn't want to, my point is that I wouldn't want to remake a character. I no, really no, no, like my No, you don't need to do that, I think. A lot. Is it going to be too easy, or, like, how are they scaling this? And, and apparently they were a little cagey about that, but I think it'll be fine. It's not going to be too easy. Are you kidding me? Like, this I mean, game but is again, really I mean, hard. I, I, need it, I need at least, like, a week to play this game to lead to up to this, le- to, relearn, to relearn it. Relearn your game, because your where character. I left off was, I left off at the final boss, and I learned that I was under-leveled fairly significantly for the final boss, which is why I couldn't get over it. And I just, I had just hit a point where I was like, I've, I've really, I'm good with this game. Yeah. I will revisit this at some point. So this is my perfect chance to revisit it. Oh, that's great. Hopefully so nothing can... else comes out in that month, because I would love to dedicate at least a month to this to really explore this new DLC. Explore the parts of the map that I haven't explored, because there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot and that I haven't even explored. Beat the final boss oh, to I'm truly, so to truly wrap up the game. Yeah, I, I can't wait for this. I really like, there's something so special about the time that we both spent playing this the original game, mm-hmm. the time that we shared with pretty much everybody yeah. else that was playing this game, that's, that's felt like literally everybody was playing this game. Like the amount of time I, I dedicated to watching videos and researching about my character yep. and like doing all sorts of things, it just... It was so special now that I think about it, now that I have had time away from it. Like, that's a, that's something that you just don't get very often yeah, with games. It's true. And I really hope that this recaptures that kind of magic again. Like, I can't wait to be, like, back down the rabbit hole 
with this, like trying to figure out a way to cheese a boss or <laughs> like, you know, all that stuff. More fire giants How in the DLC? How to cheese More? blah, blah, boss. <laughs> <laughs> Can I poison you for 45 minutes while I like make dinner? Because that's what I did for one of the bosses and that was really fun. Um, yeah, I just, and oh, going on those quests to like get the armor pieces I needed to beat the final boss because I was like, I, I researched so deeply, like this is what I needed. I needed yeah. these spells and this is how to do it. Oh my God, I just loved it. It was like such a special thing. And I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so excited for this. Mark your calendar. Mark your yes. calendars. Let's go, baby. All right. <laughs> we also got, in addition to the... Xbox, Microsoft games that were in the Nintendo Direct. We got some more information about what's coming to other platforms. Oh, yes. So Pentiment is out now also on PlayStation 4 and 5. Mm -hmm. Hi-Fi Rush was not in the Nintendo Direct. Yeah. That is coming to PlayStation 5 on March 19th. Uh-huh. No mention of Switch. Interesting. Ooh. Grounded... Uh, is it's also not. coming uh, the same day, April 16th, to PS4, PS5, and Switch with mm -hmm. cross-play. That's cool. On all the platforms. That's nice. And then Sea of Thieves is coming to PlayStation 5 April 30th. And again, cross-play, built-in Xbox, PlayStation, and PC. Mm -hmm. cool. So what do you make of these two games that are not uh, announced for Switch? Yeah, that, I'm really surprised about Hi-Fi Rush because I really thought that was going to be a shadow drop on Switch during the Direct. And of the four games, I thought that that one would be the one that's most suited for the Switch audience. I'm really surprised by that. Um, see if Thieves... Maybe they just can't run it on that hardware. That's what I'm wondering about these now is like, yeah. do they need to they wait just, for some next, some next hardware to get yeah. this to work right? Hi-Fi Rush, I felt like there were some, like, oh, this got raided in Korea. I felt like there were some breadcrumbs about that for the yeah. Switch version, which... Strange. Which maybe, maybe those were not accurate, but that, that was leading me to feel confident that it would be coming out mm. for this Switch. Yeah. I mean, we saw Grounded... It looked kind of shaky, though. It, it's, it didn't look great, did but they, look they got it running. Like, you wonder, like, oh, can they not do that for Sea of Thieves? Maybe they can. But you would think, like... what. What, what is the good reason to not put it out day and date to, again, build this player base for this, and Switch is a for this huge live service, audience. for this so live it, service game? Yeah, why, why would you not? It's got to be a power So thing. that I tend to lean towards that as well. So yeah, those, yeah. those may be early That's announcements. That's unfortunate. That's really for unfortunate. For who? For who? I don't know. Just for the... Play, the <laughs> for who? For Sea of Thieves, really. All because right. it's like, you, to your point, like it, when, you're, when you're doing this kind of live service game, like you just want it to have... Want like, players. As many players as possible, so when people log on, there's someone to play with, you know? Well, it'll still be around in a year. Oh, well. It'll okay. still be there. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking oh of God. the Nintendo Direct, <laughs> once the dust settled, oh, one of the things boy. that people realized was that in the Japan Nintendo Direct, they got Mother 3 on <laughs> NSO GBA. And obviously, we did not. No, we did not. No, we did not. Well, um, and I guess they, they were releasing like a whole new line of like Mother 3 merch in Japan. They went kind of big with it, which is interesting. Ouch. Which, of course, brought up the whole, you know, question of like, well, why can't this come out right. here? Why have we not gotten it? Localization. And, you know, when we were at Nintendo, like Mother 3 was kind of like a dirty word. It was kind of like a third rail topic where it's like... 
it was like this unspoken rule of like don't don't mention don't it. bring it up. Yeah. So don't I don't I don't know who exactly knows the reasons. I, I think different people have different theories. Yeah, there's for, theories around. Like, obviously, there is some reason. Theories around like licensing legal things, like there's theories. Right, but, but I mean, we we, we don't it to us. we don't know anything beyond what other yeah, people theorize themselves. Us. Yeah, but it became like this thing that you don't bring up. It became like this. probably like Pal World is now. Like don't yeah, do don't not mention Pal about, World. Do not like make Voldemort. a joke about Pal World. Don't talk about it. Keep your mouth shut. <laughs> Go work on that Nintendo Direct and keep your mouth shut. Um, yeah, but even when you know, we sometimes we would be forced to bring it up, like when we were writing like big E three Q and A's. Yeah, like they would find they would occasionally find a reason. Like there was the Reggie, the famous Reggie digital event at E three yeah. where they made a joke of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, sometimes we'd have to prep for questions, for questions around obviously that. They would have prep for they would prep have had to prep for questions for this. Always very Japan. roundabout though. Right, right. Very roundabout. Very nothing sort of to announce cagey, at this time. Nothing to announce, but there's got to be some. The theory is that around the legal issues and the licensing stuff is probably the most accurate. But the ho most hilarious thing is when Reggie tweeted over the weekend is like, "Don't ask me," because I think <laughs> people are asking Etoy Son yeah. like, um, "Don't ask me. Like, don't talk to me about this because I don't. This is not my problem." Right. And go ask Nintendo, basically. And Reggie, like, quote, retweeted that and was like, yeah. also not my problem. I was like, this is literally the time for my favorite line. Not my monkeys, not my circus. That's what this is. To right. which I, I, I've, I've been telling you, one of these days I'm going to turn that against you and say, Krista, this is your circus. These are your monkeys. What are uh -oh. you doing? The monkeys have run amok. <laughs> the monkeys have taken over my the circus. circus is falling apart. Right. Oh, no. Um, but, yes, I, I got to laugh. Um, because I felt like Reggie was laughing. <laughs> yeah. So I had a laugh too. And again, we have no clue what these issues are, but I wonder, like, is there a world where you could remake this game and work around whatever the, the issue is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. It seems like that would be a solid... I, mean, I don't. Again, I don't know what the actual market is beyond people just memeing. Time for you to... For people to buy this? Time for all of you who want this to basically like reset your region to Japan. I mean, I don't think that, I actually don't think the actual like, how many how many Mother 3s would you actually sell if you did a remake? Right. Probably not that it's many. It's like the vocal minority again. But, also because it's, it, it is such like a meme now, right. it's more so a meme than it is an actual thing. And I bet you anything, once you release it, like, there would be of, some letdown. It'll be to a it. huge letdown, yeah. and then people like, oh, we finally got the thing, and, and now we what like, are we going to meme about? What now? are we going to? Yeah, it's yeah. like you you can never release it because you want people to have this. <laughs> like it's like the chase. Once yeah. you get the person that you're chasing, right. it's like boring. Right. Like oh, I actually don't want you. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking from experience. Yeah. It's like oh, that was what I was chasing. Like ill. <laughs> Speaking of Pal World, oh, we have another Pal We're World sales update. So yeah. the game has now been out for one month, uh, and Pal World put out an update saying the total number of players has exceeded 25 million, Oof. which is quite a number. Way to go. Oh, man. 15 million on Steam, 10 million on Xbox. Mm -hmm. We will continue to prioritize fixing bugs and preventing cheating. Oh, the cheating. That is the, the final dupin? part of their update. The dupin' pals? 
I have fallen off of Pal World mm. because, again, we both needed to hunker down and yes. finish like a dragon. I would, I'd be very glad to revisit Pal World. Maybe if they have some new, some new update or some yeah. new thing that they add. We still need to play some multiplayer Pal World. I together. still have a, I still have a great impression of Pal World. Yes, and I, I, I shall be back. I dabble still, like every once in a while, I'll check, like every couple of days. Well, maybe this is why no, you I haven't play, finished like, this game. It's like fifteen minutes. It's like looking oh. at my Animal Crossing town. Okay, it's like fifteen minutes. See how the pals are doing. Right. You know, make sure your base is still all good. Yeah. And the Xbox promotion of this game continues strongly. This is cool. It probably will not stop. They were just tweeting about you could win like a custom Series S that has this really cool print on it. Yeah. With all these custom controllers. They're, they're good at whipping this stuff up. I was going to say, like they have that custom shop anyway, so they right. can whip it up real right. quick. Right. Like so I, I expect that they will continue to push this game very Xbox, send hard. me this. I want this. Well, it's one of a kind, I think. Oh. Custom, well, it actually doesn't say how many, but. Give it to me. Well, you can submit your name. Put your name in the hat oh, to win I'm this. I'm 18 plus, good. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a baby. <laughs> so, way to go, Pal World. Way to go. Yeah, way to go, Xbox, for continuing to support Well, you got to do that now, yeah. I like it. I like All it. All right, so that is the news. Let's talk about some games we are playing. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. Okay. You set the so, table. So I finished Like a Dragon Infinite. Well, you did. I, I'm, I'm not going to say anything about it because, no. again, we have the spoiler cast coming in a matter of days. If you would like my thoughts on the game, you can go there. And, and obviously, I, fit, I completed the end game, so it's all a spoiler. So I don't want to go there. No, you can. You, on but, the other hand, what do you have to say? Well, what I have You're to say stuck. is this. I. <laughs> <laughs> What do you have to say for yourself? My monkeys have run amok. No. Um, I, so the reason why I have been under the gun to <laughs> like get this game done. There's a lot of excuses right now. Obviously, because we got to record this tomorrow. Um, but also because I was sick. So? I should have said Power World <laughs> while I had 104 fever. I mean, like a dragon while I had 104 fever. Um, so I was a little behind just going into this last part of the game. I was like way behind you. Um, I, I had an unfortunate thing happen to me where I am in the last chapter. I am in the end game. And the last chapter is, there's a lot to do. Um, I had an unfortunate incident where I was woefully underleveled. Mm. And that caused some backtracking, which caused some lost hours which caused me to stay up until two o'clock in the morning last night <sighs> and finish a significant part of that last chapter so that I can finish the rest of it tonight um, before we record tomorrow. So I think I'm okay, um, but I had to do it last night. I had to like really just, there was, a, there was, there was something that, that happened to me that I will be sharing in the spoiler cast. Something that happened. Something happened to me that I will be sharing in the spoiler cast that caused some issues. Um, but besides that, and you know, you know what was 
amazing. I won't say too much more about this because I want to save it for our big spoiler cast that we're doing. But you know what's really amazing about this is in, in, in with any other game, this would have been a rage quit moment. I would have been like, <laughs> I'm done. Throw the controller. I am so done. Like, no more. I'm not going to play the rest of this game. Yeah. I will be watching the ending on YouTube or something. But I was like, no. I like. I felt, even if we didn't do the spoiler cast, I was like, no, I want to play this game. This game is fun. Okay. Like, I don't care. I will go back and, and like, redo this section. Like, I don't care. And as I was, like, you know, trying to get it, to get to the point where I could, like, finish the chapter, I was, like, still having a lot of fun. <laughs> I was still, like, really enjoying it. So, um, yes, it, 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 this game is very long and, and very, like, involved. Um, but, yeah, I, I really was, like, I should have been more annoyed, but I wasn't, honestly. Hmm. So it was really interesting because I, I, did, I did not feel too bad about it. Anyhow, but I, I'm on track now. I think I'm okay. Um, well, have fun with your all-nighter before I record tomorrow. <laughs> coffee this morning already so that should be fine i got into a couple things that were in the direct that were available after ah, that yeah so let's start with the pepper grinder demo. i downloaded that too <clears throat> so this is um an indie game that i think they'd shown this in an indie showcase before yeah definitely this is one of those games where it's like yes i it was very smart of you to put out a demo because it's just got this one game mechanic that's really fun that you immediately are like, oh yes, now like I drilling now I see why I should play this and get this. So your, your little character has this like big drill, and you can use it to attack enemies or, or you know whatever. But the real hook is like you're you're actually drilling through these like stone walls and the environment, mm -hmm. and once you connect with one of those like you just start to move like as long as you're holding the drill button oh. you are going and you can control where you're going but you don't stop so oh, you can like basically take your hand off of this you know you need to guide where it's going but it is going at a set speed at all times so you're just like in the environment like like a little like, exactly. like tunneling around basically exactly okay and you can press a button when you're doing that to get a little burst of speed, but there's a lot of kind of like special platforming things that happen where it's like, oh, go through this thing and then push a button to jump from one rock structure to the next and keep going this way. Well, that's cool. It's very fun and very inventive. And I actually um, didn't finish the demo because it was like, I, I get what this is. Okay. I'll, I'll wait for the full game. Okay. But the demo does a great job of showing nice. you what this mechanic is and how it works and why like it's, it. and why it's really fun. Yeah, I downloaded the demo too. I'll play this after yeah. I finish. Yeah, it really it. cool. Next, I played the Contra Operation Galuga. How hard demo. is this game? Well, let me tell you. So this is based on the original Contra game, which many people know from the NES. This is an NES yeah. classic. Notoriously Which difficult. Which is very difficult game. Right. So what I learned as I started playing this and more and more as I kept playing is this is a very loosely interpreted mm. reimagining of that game. Okay. So it kind of starts off with like yeah, the other, the first level, you're in the jungle. You're like, yeah, this feels like that. But then it starts to go in a different direction where like the boss of that is that kind of big wall thing where you got to shoot like the gun, you got to shoot the red thing. Okay. And then the level ends. Well, I blew up the wall and then another wall came on the other side. It's like, oh. oh, we're changing things up now. Okay, so you're and, like facing and it, that and way and, now. It's, and it, they completely like 
change up what that boss actually mm. is. And then in the NES version after that, you go into this kind of like behind the back in the corridor, the, like the style of game completely changes where you're shooting ahead like behind your guy. And in Galuga, when you, Galuga. Galuga. When Galuga you, or Galuga? No, Galuga. 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 Maybe that's a good name for a Patreon subscriber. <laughs> it's up for grabs. It goes just straight into the next level from the original Contra, oh. which is you like climbing up this waterfall. I see. So they've taken a lot of liberties with changing up the structure of this game. Mm. A big change now is it's not a one-hit kill. So you can take a couple hits, and you can actually equip these different kind of perks oh. to let you do different things. So like there is one that gives you like an extra hit. Okay. The game is still hard. But it's a little bit more forgiving. Probably. I don't know later on if they tuned it to be more hard. But I, I, I imagine they're thinking, like, let's make this a little bit more approachable because this game, and especially the, the really, like, mod, like, like, well, it's not, it's like a PS2 game, Contra um, Shattered Soldier, I think that one's called, is, like, super duper duper hard. Okay. So I think they're probably trying to make it a little bit more accessible. I think so. They have to. It's, like, it's like impossible. Yeah. It's now, like... A pretty like chunky 3D characters. I found the visibility on some things to be a little not optimal of like the bullets coming at you. Like I found to be a little like, bit hard to see, hard to make out from the background and other oh, things. So well, that's important because you kind of need that to be very yeah, crystal clear. I, I'm curious, like in the full game, how that plays out because there were times like, who's who's shooting me? And it's like, oh, I couldn't see where this bullet was coming from. Oh, that's not great. They've now also built in, like, there's kind of like a story cutscene that happens. Really? Well, I was in like, Contra? oh, I wasn't expecting this from Contra, and I don't yeah. I don't know if I entirely need it. But, yeah. But maybe. It's like you're not playing this game for the narrative. Maybe like, it's whatever. cool. So, I don't know. I kind, of, I kind of came away from this with some mixed feelings mm -hmm. of, like, well, I definitely like original Contra, and I'm open to them embellishing on that, but... Have they embellished it in all the right ways? Yeah, does it feel I did not have out a, of place? I didn't have a definitive yes uh -huh. to that question. Yeah, yeah. It, some of the stuff that you're describing just feels like out of place for a country right. game. Right, know? So that game's coming out pretty soon, so I guess we'll find out. I, I was not 100% sold on uh -huh. this. Uh-huh. Um, okay. Based on the demo, though. Pocky Jockey? Lastly, yes. You finally got Pocky Jockey? I did get Jockey? back into Pocky Jockey. Yeah. Thank goodness. This was... Um, this and Suica Game were our pop-off moments from yes. the direct. I did buy Suica Game. Good for you. You're I'm now very two dollars poor. I have great. I have been playing the 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 Switch version of. I've no longer playing my like janky web version of the Suica Game. So it's good. good. Don't. So you had been playing the Apple Arcade version of this over the yeah. past year. Yes. I had not really touched Pocky Jockey since, since the, 3DS? the 3DS, which had been a long time. Oh my gosh, Pocky Jockey. I really, I really needed to relearn how to play this game because it is a lot more complicated in spots than I was like, wait, the what? Yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> the, you the comfort the, zone the and my enthusiasm zone, and my your stamina. Your like stamina. Right. And then the whole thing of like placing yourself on the track. I was like, wait, what do I have to do again? Uh-huh. So, and then like even like not running into the other horses right. when you're, yeah. Right. The game has much a, more than solitaire. The game has a pretty in-depth tutorial, but even then, like, you do need to, like, do a couple races mm -hmm. on your own to oh, totally yeah. get the hang of it. Yes. But, like, I think that's why this is, like, you know, this was such, like, in the Nintendo office, this was such, like, a favorite game oh, because it's, like, it's truly, like, a gamer's game where it's, like, 
so we're true. combining these two forms of like competitive gameplay and we're really mashing them up in some unexpected ways, but we're not compromising any of the details mm -hmm. of those two. And deeply strategic. Right, right. There's just like a lot of layers to playing mm -hmm. this game to doing it to doing it yes. well, which which kind of belie the very like cutesy exterior exactly. of the game. It like, is such like a technically like perfect, yeah. perfectly balanced it is. game. It is. And you haven't even talked about the cute little breeding. Which is I don't. Very I don't really do. I don't really do a lot. I of that, do a honestly. lot of breeding. Okay. I have so many like custom horses now mm. that are all like the special horses uh, that you get. So like the the you know the cool looking ones with like I you know you can breed them so that they have like very specific characteristics based on how you like to play. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the depth in this game is really like something that. I think a lot of people will be surprised by yeah. if they have never tried this game before. Like on the surface, it, it looks like souped up solitaire, but you dig just a little deeper and it's just like, there's so much more to it. And they've added a fair amount too. So they added this like online multiplayer yeah, stuff. That. They've also added like a couple of different ways for you to train to become better. Oh. At least in the Apple Arcade version, they have it. Okay. Um, where it just teaches you like how to be better at this. Because sometimes you're like, I don't understand how I can get a perfect score. Yeah. Like I yeah. always have cards left over, but like there's like such a deep strategy to how to do it. Mm. Um, but yeah, anyways, I, I play this game like every day, pretty much. Like at least one game a day. It's really good. It's still super addictive. Mm -hmm. I really like the look of it now Me that too. it's in HD. They've done some really, I think they've done some, like there's a number of times where the backgrounds, I think, are just photographs that they have put slightly out of focus. Yeah. Which seems like maybe a weird approach, but totally works with the look of this game. I yeah. just think it looks really nice. The writing is, like, super funny and really well done. Um, there is, like, a light story, but it's kind of more about just, like, the characters interacting and the yeah. banter between it all. So, yeah, like, this, this gets our... Our highest endorsement. And the horses are so cute. What it's you, true. What did you name your horse? I just went with the name it gave me. Oh, I always yeah. name it something chilly. Because you know, real real horse races have weird have weird names. names. Like yeah, yeah like that. Like she she's she's in first. Sure. <laughs> always comes in second. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they have those funny names. Right. Like chili runs fast. Right. Like right. A horse name. So I've been juggling a lot of things. I've been enjoying this week between. Finishing Like a Dragon and starting Final Fantasy. I did start the Final Fantasy demo. Demo's good. I don't right? really have. I, I like. I I started like thirty minutes and then I got tired and went to bed. Oh, okay, okay. So I don't really have yeah. anything to say. We'll we'll do next week a huge impressions of Final Fantasy. Mm -hmm. But it's been nice. I think tonight I'm going to go back to Hell Divers since it seems like maybe they fixed, they fixed the, the server servers. I think issues. Yeah. So I'm excited to get back to that. But yeah, I'm just going to dabble a little bit this week you before. Have a Final Fantasy comes out. You, on the other hand, not so lucky. Mm. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Still enjoying this game, so. So that's the games that we wow. are playing. <laughs> and we're about to get into our questions. But again, we get every question from our Patreon community. Great time to say, if you're interested in joining, you can do that at patreon.com slash Kit and Krista. Mm -hmm. And again, get that great spoiler cast. Oh, yeah. Doing those once a month, the big game of the month, we will reveal what our next spoiler cast will be at the beginning in of next month. this one yes. at the end of this one we're actually going to review we're going to give a we don't we don't review games but, but we will review 
like a dragon, infinite wealth. We've played enough hours, that's for sure. There's a number of people in our community who are saying, like, I haven't played this game, but I want to listen to this to just see what you have to say about that. I mean, which sometimes I will do that with podcasts I, I do like. That too. I was like, I, I just want to hear what these people have to say sometimes about this it, thing. Sometimes it gets me interested, and sometimes I'm like, no, it's not for me. Totally. Yeah. Totally. So you can go either way, but right, I love it. Right. If now is not the time for you to become a subscriber, we will be have it available in our Patreon shop. So you can get it as, as a just, one-off. As just a one-off thing. Mm-hmm. So give it a look. We're really excited about this. Yeah. I'm excited to do that tomorrow. All right. Yes. Into the questions. questions. First is from Cesar. Hello, Kit and Krista. I wanted to ask you all about the new Nintendo Direct intro and even the new template for the slides before it goes to a trailer. Krista pointed it out in the video, but only for a bit. Is this a signifier of a new console <laughs> on the way? Y'all have a lot more intel on how the marketing team is right now. I remember as a kid, whenever Cartoon Network would change some of their commercials aesthetic, it would be a new era. So it immediately came to mind when I noticed the intro was updated. I did notice the intro was updated too, and then I second-guessed myself, and I was like, no, they didn't update I saw, it. I think so, uh, there were a number of people pointing this out. Yeah, when I, we were doing our reactions, I immediately noticed it, and then right. I, I totally second-guessed myself. But uh, yeah, it, it looks like it has been updated. I um, will be quick to say, please not, please do not read do too much not into, read this. into this. If, yeah. they, if they wanted to overhaul Nintendo Direct for a big new system or something like that, they don't need to do that in the partner showcase. They no. can actually do it in the new thing. Right. Right. And you would be surprised at some of the reasons why it got updated in the past. It could yeah. be extremely boring. mundane yeah. and boring. It's really boring. And not as um, exciting as you may think it to yeah, be. Yeah, it's like one of those things where it's like, oh, New year, time yeah. to refresh oh, we the got logo. Oh, we got a little extra budget. Let's extra, let's oh, let's do something. Sometimes it's like, oh, we have a little bit of money left over. Exactly. If you don't spend it, Use you it don't get it. it again next year. So you gotta spend it. Use it or lose it is really good life advice. It really I've, is. I've come to realize. Yeah, I agree. It, it really is. That's right. So whether whether it's a Nintendo Direct or your own life, use, use it or lose it, it, people. Or lose it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. True. But yes, please. There's people tweeting me about yeah. this too. Like I have said this. Do not... Yeah, they don't need to workshop. None of the stuff that, that feel like... You know, people say, oh, they took that commercial down for the old Switch. It means a new Switch is coming. Oh, they updated the logo for the Direct. That means a new era. They don't think like yeah. that at all. Yeah. This is so boring. The reasons for this is extremely mundane. And right. it has nothing And obviously to a new do. console is on the way. But yeah. again, they don't need to workshop it. Like, this is this is not yeah. our new Broadway play. We don't need to workshop it <laughs> in some little nightclub. We don't need to, like, mark yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not Dave Chappelle testing some new material in, like, a, in in like like a, a, a ten-person like ten club. No, you just do it. You just do it when it's ready. Do it, yeah. yeah. Maverick Nate asks, Hi there. Now that we are entering the back half of February, I was wondering how much consideration Nintendo would give to the timing of their Nintendo Directs when it begins to encroach on another announcement within their family of companies, like the Pokemon Day announcements on the 27th. Would they double up on announcements so close together, or are some of the surrounding days considered off-limits? Thanks. I'm here to say... I'm here to say... Mm? There's been some sloppiness. Of late, Calling that I out. want to point out. Did you know that that partner direct happened the same day as the Splatoon side order DLC came out? Yeah, that is sloppy. I Why saw would that you? And no one realized that that DLC was out. First of all, oh, yeah. First day. of all, it seems like a lot of people just didn't know that that DLC was coming out that right. day because right. that was a random Twitter drop they'd done weeks before. Right. But why would you do a direct 
and have all these other drops come out, like people play Pocky Jockey, play these demos. Mm -hmm. Why compete with your own, your own big stuff. first party DLC? That's right. a little sloppy. I don't get it. As far as them and, and Pokemon, though, like, Pokemon doesn't get plugged into directs unless they need to know. Yeah. Like, it, it's truly, are you on a need-to-know basis? And even, even close partners sometimes don't need to know. But on the, other, on the other hand, Nintendo does know, now that we were just talking about how Pokemon does their showcase on Pokemon Day. Right, they know that's happening. So they, they, will, they will avoid that day. Like, they will actively Obviously. not... not do it on right. that day because they have to. They have to promote that stuff. Too. They have to promote it too. Exactly. Right. Um, this this one did to your point of it being like a little bit odd in terms of the set, the schedule and being sloppy. I do think that they were like under some sort of like weird situation where they were waiting for that Xbox business update, and they had like they were like kind of they had a very limited number of days to work around. Yes, Although, that Pentiment sizzle reel. We must rearrange everything for the Pentiment sizzle reel. They might as well have put that out on a <laughs> Thursday so that they wouldn't um, cannibalize the Splatoon stuff on yeah. that Wednesday. Whatever. Too late now. But sometimes there's also a lot of like behind the scenes reasons that are, yeah. are not really like people don't really need to know about or need to know the details, but they, they make a difference. Like we can't do this because, because of something of some yeah. non-consumer facing reason. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. The partner showcases are also harder because you have a lot of partners right. involved. So there is a lot of like, yeah, work with them on their dates and stuff like that. But, um, the last month of Nintendo announcements have not been the cleanest. I will say it's been, it's been very, a odd. little, little jumbled. Yeah, we, we talked about that. Like, the whole, yeah, the, that whole month of February just has been a little bit of a mess. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I do wonder what is happening, like, who is making these decisions and looking at the, you know, the, taking a bird's eye view at this um, announcement calendar because it's not great. Yeah. D. Phillips asks, Hi Kit and Krista, when learning about upcoming games for the first time, was there any fanfare involved? Or would an internet breaking announcement like Smash Ultimate just get casually mentioned in a Monday morning meeting? Did any of these announcements stand out as being particularly exciting or was it all just more work? Um, yeah, definitely when we learned about games that we were excited about, we got excited, for sure. Like we were really always excited when like, a game that we were anticipating was like going to come out soon or like we're gonna start working on it. Um, we usually learn them, learned about the games kind of in like bulk. Like we usually get like a dump around like, this is the roadmap for the next or amount so, of time or whatever. Yeah, it was that or it'd be like, get pulled into your boss's office. Like, oh, did, did you know this game's coming? Let me, yeah. let me get you ready for this thing. Right, yeah. and then there were all code names too. Mm -hmm. So then like you would have to figure out, they, they had this very complicated disclosure system where they would like, once you were approved to be, like to, to know what that game was because you might be working on it or doing something on it or yeah. whatever, then you would know like what that code name stood for. But you would see all these code names like right. all over these documents yeah. and stuff. And then sometimes you could like backwards engineer, like, oh, that code name is obviously this game, like duh. You, um, you were not when you learned about these games, the intention was not to get you excited. It was no. to give you the information you, you need, need to, to know do to do. Job. So it's a little bit different than yeah. learning about a game where it's like perfectly positioned, all the wording is perfect. It's yeah. like more, more functional. 
Very functional. It's like this and is the three bullet points we can tell you mm -hmm. right now about this thing, and yeah, or may or maybe later on you'll nothing. see it. Yeah. You'll see it in a in, in like, like a demo or in like something. a bare like a semi-functional state. Very so bare bones. It's very different. Yeah. Usually we, when we would see it, it was over like a really janky or a bad video, video conference. conference so yeah. everything's like lagging, and right. you're like, I kind of know maybe what I'm looking yeah. at, but also I kind of don't. Um, but yeah, it was definitely very functional, very very much like your brain is not thinking like i'm so excited to play the next smash it's more so like okay i better get going on like developing this marketing plan so but I mean, it definitely is exciting when you saw games on that list that you're excited about yeah, like whenever yeah. a new fire emblem game got got announced right. or got like revealed or like oh, wow that's so cool like oh i wonder who's gonna work on that oh I, or you like might raise your hand and be like can I work on that game? Because I'm excited. I like really like this game. So mm -hmm. it, would it be okay if I worked on it? So sometimes you get to choose too. Yeah. Um, which is always fun. Or like sometimes like your boss will tell you like, oh, I'm really excited to tell you that um, you're going to lead this game that we know that you love. Like, yay. And you're like, oh, okay, that's cool. <laughs> you like, I feel good about that. Right. Like, I like that, you right. know? So yeah. Yeah. So that, it, it, you know, it, it is a, a bit exciting. Cerulean Dragon has the next question. Hey, you two. With the next part of Final Fantasy VII Remake about to launch, I have to ask, how much do you think Sony is paying to keep these games exclusive, or do you think it's Square Enix's decision? When people talk about Final Fantasy, people seem to think it's a given that these games are exclusive to PS5. Do people not realize that mainline Final Fantasies have mostly been multi-platform since 2008's Final Fantasy XIII? Uh-huh. One sold last in the series... XS and yet got Final Fantasy 15 and re-releases of 7, 8, 9, 10, and 12, all of which were on Game Pass at one point. It's frustrating as a gamer to see a franchise that was multi-platform for over a decade get locked down to exclusivity with no sign of escape. Finally, do you think this might change in the future given how Square Enix seemed disappointed as usual in Final Fantasy 16's sales numbers? Mm. So what is it? Do you think it's them backing up the Brinks truck, or is this some big strategic plan by Square Enix? I think they're backing up the Brinks truck. I agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I do think Square Enix has talked themselves into this being the best decision. I think so too. As well. Yeah. And especially with some of these Japanese companies, these, these long time arrangements are hard to untangle, mm -hmm. where, it's you know, starting with, the, starting with the PS1, and this was like a huge betrayal of Nintendo when they switched over to PlayStation. Like, I do think that relationship still holds weight, even if times have changed. It's harder to get them to move off of that. I remember when I worked on Metal Gear Solid 4 and we got asked endlessly, is this coming to Xbox 360? Like, Kojima was extremely clear of like, no, it's not. But nobody believed him, because it didn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Like, you really should. This game looks like it costs a lot of money. Why wouldn't you do that? But he was like, we have this deal. So I do think there's some like really ironclad agreements that hold through Backdoor ov over time for whatever reason. But yeah, it, it hopefully the Brinks, the Brinks truck is full of money and it's like $100 bills and not $5 bills. I think it is. Because they are giving up a lot of opportunities to not be on these other platforms, especially PC. Like also like PC these days is like you know, for for there used to be like oh console games nobody on a PC wants that now it's like the no, line like, the line is very blurred yeah so I wonder I, I don't believe a PC version of that's been announced I wonder if that would be the next thing where they're like yeah okay 
even even we at PlayStation put our games on PC, and that's not as big that's a deal. That's not big, <clears throat> as big of a leap. Right. I do think there is also some unquantifiable feeling that games that are exclusive to PS5 has like a prestige to it. There is this like idea that I think people, even us, especially I think me, have like this, just I don't know why I think like this, but I just think like, oh, it's like the HBO of, you know, mm -hmm. of video games where you're not going to PlayStation PS5 to like watch 90 Day Fiance. You're going there to watch like Game of Thrones, you know? You're gonna, yeah, it's okay. Like Game Pass, you can dabble. You can have like more like, you know, like not a prestige game, but there's this idea that like these really expensive AAA prestige titles are PS5 exclusives. And I don't know if that's, that isn't, there's no facts to back that up, you know? But it's just like the way people think. And I kind of feel like Square Enix also thinks that too. So there could be like a part of that. It's like this game is so big and, and impressive that like it has to be a PS5 exclusive, you know? They did have that whole to do with Phil Spencer saying, you know, we've got this new deal with Square Enix to bring more games over, which hasn't totally amounted to a lot right. so, so far. So far, yeah. Are they going to be disappointed again in this game? I mean, this game seems like it's set to be a huge seller, but they seem to be perpetually disappointed as well. Because they're so expensive. Maybe one way <laughs> to be less disappointed is to put it on more systems. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, this this feels like, again, one of those things where something has to give as the industry changes and evolves. Mm -hmm. You can't do it the old way forever. Right. Yeah, you have to let go of that thought, you know, that kind of thinking about it being... It only makes it, it, it's only significant if it's on, as a, if it's an exclusive. Like, I, I think that that is something that maybe just can't be sustainable for very much longer. Um, yeah. So maybe we all need to change <clears throat> our thinking yeah. around that. Yeah. VGM so. Life asks, hi, Kit and Krista. I recently crossed Silent Hill 3 off my backlog. And between that and listening to Kit talk about Metal Gear Solid, I've been reminiscing about Konami being a premier developer. Kent, what was it like working at Konami? Did it feel like a company in decline, or was that only after you left? And for both of you at Nintendo, was there ever talk about Konami losing their way? Thanks. So I left in, was it 2007 or 8? It was one of those. And it felt like I left like right before things started to really turn in another direction, because mm -hmm. at that point... Metal Gear Solid 4 was still coming, and that's when the Kojima-Konami um, relationship was still okay. Obviously, they, they did Metal Gear Solid 5 after that, and that was a great game, but that always felt like it was done kind of under duress, like mm. as that relationship was falling apart. And I remember them kind of like having some weird quotes of like, you know, him feeling constrained about what Konami was doing. And it just felt like, wow, this is this is definitely the last one of these. Yeah. Something the bad's happening. Of the end right. kind of thing. And yeah. at that point, we were still making those great Castlevania DS games. Oh, and that's right. I mean, Konami was still making all of its big franchises with really good quality and was still taking swings at some new stuff that, you know, felt very much, you know, like like a big 
developer like Konami would do. But after that, you started to hear about you know developers leaving or teams getting disbanded or like really big developers like getting reassigned to Pachinko. Oh, and it's like no. what? What is happening here? And they would still have a big game here and there, but like even just the volume of the releases just started to completely stop. So I'm mm. I, I'm I'm glad to say like I didn't have to deal with any of that. It it definitely felt like a very legit company and, and, and one like again, like in doing our job of PR, like people were excited to cover these games and excited yeah. about what Konami was doing, which is not really the case now, unfortunately. So you didn't see like writing on the wall while you were there? Not, not really. really. Okay. Not really. Yeah. I mean, it, it it felt like it was still in the good times. And this yeah. was when the Silent Hill movie was getting going. So it's like, oh, we're getting into movies. Mm -hmm. This is exciting. We're moving into these new places. And yeah, again, all the big name developers were still there doing their thing. So it felt like, yeah, we can we can keep doing this. But obviously the company felt otherwise. And like you could say they were... A decade or you know 15 years early on this whole trend now of like we don't it's not worth our our money to invest in these games which is reinvested in pachinko reinvested in gambling the gym gyms vitamins <laughs> uh health clubs they like definitely like there is that big building when you go to las vegas airport big konami building right there because they're there? they're making you know they're making slot machines slot and machines. and other kind of like our um, um gaming yeah. Uh, gambling gaming yeah. machines, probably really, really, which is lucrative. you know very, very lucrative. They're a very diversified yeah. company. So I think when I think a week ago somebody put out a list of like the most valuable gaming companies in Japan, like Konami was still pretty high on the list. Yeah. And people are like, well, how are they bigger than Square Enix or Capcom? How is that possible? This is like, not just video. This games. is not just gaming. This is all yeah. the other stuff that they are in, um, so which is extremely random in a lot of ways, but it's. It's so interesting. Doing fine for them. Yeah, it's yeah. a good, it's, it's, it's an interesting business model for them. Um, there were several ex Konami ers at Nintendo, including yeah. our boss, mm -hmm. um, yeah. and also some other people on our sales team. Yeah. So there was, I mean, the industry again is, is so small that you just do you get people doing the rounds. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, well, there was never like any you know bad talk or any you know like you know no one was like talking smack about Konami or anything at Nintendo, we did have a, a fair amount of like ex-Konamiers that sometimes you'll get like a little comparison, like, oh, when we were at Konami, this this thing happened yeah. or whatever. But yeah, no, nobody was like disparaging about it yeah. at Nintendo. Yeah. yeah. Last question is from the T-Man. Hi, Kit and Krista. In honor of Super Smash Bros. Ultimate being officially finished with the Sora Amiibo update, do you think he will continue developing games? And what was your favorite memory of Daddy Sakurai? Oh. I will give a tease to the last, because that might be a story we do in the future. I did get to play Smash Brothers with Mr. Sakurai. <laughs> and I'm going to yeah. leave it at that. Yeah. Look forward to the story someday. I have a lot of really random memories with Mr. Sakurai, because I worked on Smash Ultimate. <laughs> And some of them are just like fascinating to me. And we can save it, we'll probably save it for a big ultimate story time as well. Gotta bring like Yofine and Monica back for that because they worked yes. on that game with me. You need to do that. Monica and I went to Budapest to shoot the commercial together. So we gotta do that in, in a big, like cool round table Smash Ultimate story, Nintendo story time um, where we can share lots of memories about Daddy Sakurai. But yeah, there's like a lot of stuff with him that's very unexpected. Like, I just didn't know what to expect when I worked with him. He's, he's like, really such a myth and legend, you know? So it's, like, one of those things where you're, like, oh, like, I didn't think that he would do that. It's so weird. <laughs> like, it's so weird to see him in this way, you know? So I have a lot of those kinds of stories that we'll definitely share. But what an end of it. I, I think 
when I saw that last Amiibo came out, I actually had like a weird emotional response to it. I was like, wow, this really is like the end of an era. Like this was a significant thing that happened in my life that I, that like changed me as a person. And like now it's over. It's like, oh, it feels weird. You know, it feels like what's next. So interesting. Yeah. But yes, he's definitely going to be making games. Oh, Don't yeah. Don't you think so? Oh, of yeah. course. <laughs> yeah. I think it's in his blood. No question. He can't. He can't stop. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, who submitted a question. Those were some great ones. Yeah. Now it's time to do some Patreon shout-outs. Yay! Our final boss, Aaron Hash. Aaron Hash. Enjoy the great picture. the final boss. Fantastic stuff. Yes. He's the best. Very good boss all around. Um, so thank you, Aaron. And now for our superstars. Here we go. Ben Eichhorn. Maru Mayhem. Eigenverse. Kiss My Flapjack. Mike Chin. Roy Eschke. Switching It Up underscore. It's a phase on. VGM Life. Link the Hero of Wins. Angela Bycroft and her pig Molly. Thomas O'Rourke. Kyle LaBeouf. Roberta Nieves. Frederick Wolf Conradson. Andrew Yuhas. Chili. Brewstash. And Simon. We just did our one-up club um, meetup. Yeah. So Last F099? Weekend, we did F099 and Angela Bycroft was one of my rivals, which makes Molly my rival too, which was terrifying for me. It's not going to go well for you. I lost. That's all I'm going to say. I lost badly. I'm not surprised. It was bad. Um, all right. <laughs> one Up Club, graduation service. Here we go. A-Rom Burgundy. Ale Alejandro. Astro Dev. Awesome 46. Bad Moon Horizon. Benji B. Bookum Dano. Bookishly Fab. Brad SF56. Brooke Obscura. Brovac Novak. Cameron. Shadir. Chelly Squirrel. Chris Cube. Chrissy. Christopher Lay. Captain Alex. Crim Cat. Cristobal. Sea Roper 17. Cynical Squid. Daniel Phillips. Doxon. Dark Chaos. Doiko. Elite Peach. Espars 50. Farpre 69. Fairbound. Fernie and Jess Forever. Fox Deploy. Garrett Hallfish. Garth the Wolf. Gartooth. Heroic. Iris Marin. Jay Rando. Jabroni Jones. Jeffrey Hernandez. Jeremy Lewis. Jerry 92602. Jesse Hernandez. John Responte. Jonathan Rowe. Jordan Collette. Jordan Hemmerly. Joshua Clements. Juji Fruit. Justin Leminger. Kawad 2796. Keith Kwan. Kevin Delane. Kilo Kiba. Christobia Party With Me. Kyle Gamer Barry Rookie. Kyle Kretzer. Linnell Stickman. Lazy Cat For Coffee. Lex. Lit. M1iMat. Macho Potato. Mad Dog 5981. Magnificent Easy G Plus Callie Marie. Marky Man 64. Mario Man 392. Mecha Dragon 101. Medallion. Megan. Michael Cravens. Mikey. Mr. Ryan 07. Motomania. Mr. Andy Pong. Mr. Beans and Dip. MSM Poke Gamer. Mytran. Nasir. Nathan Burkhart. Nick. Ninja 11. Panda Buns. Pangy. Paul C. Pace. Paul Gale Network. Prime Factor. Prince Charmless. Raver. Rain Tech. Record Rumble. Rob Osborne. Rocks. Rianetta. Sak Sakura Sky. Sharif Jackson. Shinryu. Schmiggles. Slowbro. Snazzle. Spicy Munchkin. Steel Citron. Stevie Meeks. Tales of Link. Tay 120 and 64. The Shark Among Men. Thomas Alvarez. Three Rivers. Timmy V. Topher Schmofer. Totally Joe Ed. Travis Torline. Trajawi. Tugs Puppy Bear. Tuscoo. Tyler Geis. Desves. Video Game Stupid. Vig Michter. Viridian. Virtual Bot. Weep Kingdom. WG Grizzy. What up, Khalil? YU YU. Wicked Davy. Will Johnson. Zudiver. Zada Essen. Zelgroth. Zapati. And Zroid. You've escaped YU YU for another week. Shout out to Elite Peach, who, who legitimately came in first place oh my gosh. in F099. I was impressed. 
Elite Peach is elite. It's true. Is no matter elite. the game. No matter the elite, game. Elite it's Peach like or Jay one. Rando are coming out on top. It's amazing. It's a combination so of them. They're so talented. Yeah. Wow. I will put my money on them for any sort of game tournament. Um, all right. If you'd like to join us to get access to our very exciting Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth spoiler cast, then we are at patreon.com slash Krista. You also get tons of other stuff, even more exclusive content like our bonus Q&As behind the scenes and lots more cool stuff. Um, but yeah, thank you for making all of this possible. Our Patreon families is what keeps us going. That's so right. thank you so much. And while you're here, if you're watching on video, you can go ahead and subscribe, give this video a thumbs up, and also leave us a comment. And if you're listening on audio, you can also subscribe, leave a five-star rating, and a written review, if you please. And we're on the socials. We are on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, and Threads. All right, that's it. We hope you enjoyed this podcast, and we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye.